0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kitchen Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Swizz. I think you almost forgot there against me. <laughs> Swizz is. Is there a delay? Because you, I, I thought it was not daylight savings time anymore.
0: He's half naked. I swear <laughs> to God. He's half naked, everyone.
2: <laughs> Swizz. That that's a bad thing.
3: Thank
0: you for joining oh us. Oh, yeah,
3: boys. How are we, boys? How are you? How, good how night, is everyone?
0: Good, 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 good. Um, look. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. This is round six. This is where it's time. Do you have patience or is it time to go hard and go get them and burn those trades and use all those trade boosts? But before we move on, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, Also all our audio platforms as well. So SC Insider, so look us up on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And Chris,
1: uh on uh, on the youtube search for us search for us uh super coach insider um and yes we are making $2 per 1000 views so thank you very much
0: <laughs> yes please do like subscribe i think we've had two we've had 200 followers since we've hit the 1000 mark think so people, stoked
1: people have, have have noticed that you know if they jump on the the old youtube you know it may only be them watching it there instead of listening to it on their podcast but That means that they actually will contribute to the podcast and you can do the same. You can do the same. And we
0: want you. We want you. (laughs) Um, Acknowledge us. (laughs) Uh, Scoops. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Fucking scoops. Uh, Today, obviously, also brought to you by Splash Vodka. (laughs) So splashvodka.com.au. I'm going to crack open one of
1: these. I I, uh, opened one of these earlier on the other potty and it, it is very nice. Thank you very much.
0: Splash Vodka. What are you on today,
1: Swizzy?
3: Uh, just a little lemon lime bitters, mate. Nothing oh, too fancy at the refreshing. moment. Refreshing. Oh, fair enough,
0: that is so, it, and, Dude, that's so good. And also brought to you by EarnU.io as well. So cryptocurrency betting. Earn some free cryptocurrency by making your predictions. And obviously Richmond Swizz fucked me this week. That was my last leg in that multi to win cryptocurrency, about 25 bucks worth. Screwed me. My free bet. I'm really upset about free bets losing. If
3: was, yeah, well, if it's free, it's me. Mate, actually, the way i have actually been tipping this year, um, if I tip the uh, tip the tigers, actually no, I'll tip the D's this week. The tigers will get up because I'm I'm zero and four with Richmond's tipping this year, so or whatever we are in five now. So, um, Someone's got just, to knock uh, off the Ds, Tip right? against us each week.
0: It's like Melbourne a couple of years ago, I just kept backing them in and they kept losing. <laughs> <laughs> it's about two <laughs> years ago. I
1: saw this crazy stat uh, just before we actually get into the podcast that the um, uh, consecutive games that Melbourne have not conceded a 100 score is um, 54. Melbourne haven't conceded 100 points in 54 games. That's insane. And I think the next closest is like seven.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> Brisbane are pretty close there, but... Uh, pretty close. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty. 47 away. Uh, pretty, pretty close on seven. Pretty close there, pretty close there. Uh, okay, so let's talk about format today. We're going to look at strategy. So at this point in time, there's a split crowd, realistically speaking, where some people are like, you know, Ti- now it's time to go. Time's to go, right? And people are doing absolutely crazy outlandish bullshit, trading people to have like another 50K, 70K to make. Is the time now to go hard and crazy, boys, or is it time for patience? So, Swizz, we'll start with you about strategy and what you're looking at. Chris, we'll go to you, and then we'll come back to me to finish off strongly, as always.
2: <laughs> I like a strong um, finish. It's right now, I'm just looking really. at
3: yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, now, right <laughs> now, I'm just trying to bank some cash um, for next week. Um, I'd like to go earlier on um, <laughs> Oliver and track, but they're break-even, especially Oliver's so high, um, though I think he's going to probably carve us up on the weekend. So, so that's what I'm trying to do is build enough cash so I can bring those two in with no dramas. Um, you know, Obviously, Pruce is uh, definitely ready to come into my, my lineup, uh, and then it just depends on Raoul or Horn-Francis, which one of them goes down to a rookie to even bank some more cash. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm likely to take a little hit this week. Um, there's an option to use a trade boost and maybe go after a Brazier or a Walsh and not do that. But I'm a bit more on the um, conservative side and going. No, I want to wait until those the, the value comes next week, um, and get those midfielders. But yeah, I know a lot of people out there are looking at doing the opposite and, uh, yeah, try to uh, go and uh, move up your row and Horn Francis actually the Premios this week. But yeah, so I yep, that's the way I'm playing at the moment, boys. You?
1: uh yeah. So I'm pretty much on your. I, I'm I'm a little bit hamstrung with what I can do because I have Hall as well. Um, so I've got to sideways him regardless, uh, because I think he'll be out for at least four weeks. So he needs to go, which
0: kind of oh, means oh, how does that feel, boys? <laughs> oh, he's gonna try hey. in early. Oh, he's how gonna does, come in. How does that feel? I nearly brought in Aaron Hall this week. We had a look on the podcast, fixing my team, speculation that he was uh, maybe not gonna get up because he had hamstring tightness or whatever, and I dodged a fucking bullet. How does it feel? I, boys? I tell you what,
1: I was watching the game. And in that first half, I couldn't believe he scored that much for a start because he was, like, basically walking around the park. He wasn't running like he usually would. and he's clearly hampered the entire first half. So, I thought, like, did they just think that they could just, like, ease him through the game and get him in and, like, whatever, and at least he'll be able to kick the football, but he won't be able to run. Like, I don't know what the – it was a bit strange. But, um, yeah, to, to go back to it, so I'm a bit hamstrung there. So, I think – <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, there are certain teams, though, that um, that may be able to do upgrades. I mean, I, I know that, um, for example, this guy on my right here, he's got cash in the bank, and he may be able to Ooh, do an upgrade.
0: I don't have much cash anymore, mate. Oh, no he cash.
1: Sold it last week. No cash here. Um, no no cash here. Um, if you've got guys that are capped out in their in their rookie price, and you go, I, obviously, you know, Proust is the one that everyone's trying to get in. There's also roses. I mean, if you're going to make enough cash, you could potentially move this week. But a lot of the rookies that people are looking at are due to make a lot more cash, at least one more week. And you've got guys like you know, Josh Ward, kind of had a bit of a comeback game with his 65. You know, Do you really want to be moving on with him? It's, it's around the corner. The last quarter that he played, where he was actually really, really good, scored quite a lot of points. He could have made like 40 points that last quarter if it wasn't for that free kick um that he got mm. right real late in that game so uh freaking against so you know he's just on the edge he's on the edge even Connor McDonald he had another 54 you know do you really want to be getting rid of him that early I think Jackson Meade's one you can definitely move on I think uh, that 29 is going to stay in his cycle for a few weeks do you really want to be holding on to him for another two three weeks for him hopefully to get back and there's others coming back into that team so he may not even be best 22 next week um Horn Francis, he definitely still has a lot of more cash to make. I mean, we've already seen his upside. Uh, yes, he may not have scored well last week, but he got a lot of the ball. He just butchered the hell out of it. in a 50 against, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, that 39 wasn't... I mean, I think he still had close to 20 disposals, didn't he? Like, it wasn't like a really bad game. It was just... You just couldn't use it. And every time he tried kicking a forward, it went to a, a as a clang of kick. So, um, Barry, you know, is he ready to go? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of guys just aren't ready... I understand the want to trade Matt Rao, but you could probably hold him. But with that 100 break even, he's also probably going to lose cash unless he can bust out another one. Um, he is he's one, though, that you can probably hold to the buyers if you can. Um, but I do understand that you can trade him too. So every team's going to be different, but I wouldn't be going out and trading guys like Rochelle. I mean, he needs at least another week, you know. Um if you've got guys on your pine, maybe Yeah,
0: Hinge McCartan, yeah, both these have guys. McCartan, people break, are trading at McCarton Low
1: break evens. He's been one of the most consistent, you know, performers and, and cash trajectory he's just it just keeps just keep t- t- ticking along, ticking along, ticking along. He's gonna get an eighty or ninety in a, a couple of weeks. And if you're not gonna have him, he's gonna miss a lot of cash gen there. So um, yeah, I think people might be going a little bit early. Um, but there are rookies available and there are rookies available next week. So have a look at next week and, and have a look at the rookies too and work out which direction you want to go because from from my perspective guys and we'll probably get into this a little bit in, in a bit but there's really four rookies that you could potentially go on in the next two weeks um, so if you don't have all those trade- out targets you know who, what are you going to do so that's an interesting you know point of uh, conversation moving forward
0: interesting uh, speaking about interesting points of view Swiss how m- how many In a ratio, do you think Chris spoke longer about strategy than you did? Is it about four to one? Four to one,
3: is he? Five to one, maybe? (laughs) I
0: know, right? If only he had his own podcast (laughs) that he literally just made me sit and fucking (laughs) listen to. Talk
3: about strategy. And now now I've got to round it up and I've got um, to fucking. Must admit, Benny boy, I was sitting here nodding to a lot of things he actually said, so. And that, so Chris, you Thanks, mate. want the money yeah. there? I Thank you. Yeah. See, yeah. see, an avid listener turns super coach <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: See, now what have I got to say? I'm like, okay, yeah, I agree. Mm, I agree with say. Chris now. Um, okay, so for, for me, for me, strategy comes down to uh, what you're playing for, particularly. So if you're going for points overall, I'm looking at, say, uh, Odriscoll. I'm looking at day Cost, probably being better on field scorers in defence. So if I have an opportunity to maybe move a hinge or something or other to upgrade a premium on field, then I'm considering it. But definitely I'm also, like Chris, looking at Petruka. If I can afford him this week without moving on Rao or Berry – if I can get rid of those shit rookies, and I've mean, been... you got to get the shit rookies off by, the field. By, I by shit, a, I don't yeah. mean like that they have more cash to make. I mean, am I willing to risk another a Mead or a Horn Francis or a Rochelle or one of these rookies that can bust out a shitty 39 occasionally and just hurt you a week? If I can get them off field, at least I know with Berry and with Real, we're disappointed when they're getting like 70. Do you know what I mean? So I can deal with that problem later. I'm looking at points on field can I upgrade these guys to a premium? If I can, I'm doing it. Otherwise, I'm probably going to wait a week and then downgrade. So I'm pretty much – I've already got Prussey, so I'm looking at um, Roses this week as well. Um, try and bank a little bit of that cash. I'm looking for that onslaught next week. But I'm looking at uh, Petrarca. I'm looking at Clary. I'm looking at Lloyd. Uh, and I'm looking at some of those DPP. So Pendles and mm-hmm. uh, Parker kind of come into the conversation. But you know, guys, the Zork I,
1: th- I think the all Zork? your strategies would have been solved had you traded Grundy last week like I did.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> hey, you have Aaron Hall, so <laughs> uh, fuck you. And
1: Oh, God, I had to get one little plug you in both, my, you my both hero call in. over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Swizz, how good was it oh. watching the, the flames of Aaron Hall?
0: Oh, that was a fucking train wreck. Sorry, oh, sorry, the
1: uh, well, flames little, of Grundy. I'll
3: give you a little story here. Uh, so I'm watching the game. I, I might have even been watching in the other room. And I came, my wife was like, oh, she was watching something else. And she's like, oh, I'm done with it. I'll put the footy on. So I go and sit next to her and it was just about to come up to half time And she's like, oh, I think that's Aaron Hall. He's just done his hammy. And that, oh, and no. I, I tell you what, if there was there anything within five metre radius of me, it got thrown. God, I've never cracked the shit so <laughs> because hard. Because it finally looked like oh, he was going to turn up too.
0: Hey, shout out to George he as well. He was going
3: to go 140. Yeah. George, George super Coach,
0: George Supercoach tweeted as well. Cause he said, he said, man, I heard you crack a beer open from Adelaide when Aaron <laughs> just, Hall
1: did a hammy. You can definitely just imagine oh, you just in a to, grandpa chair.
0: I had to retweet it, <laughs> man. It's I was a like, chair as well. Is, and he just
1: leans back and he cracks his beer.
0: There has never been a tweet that's more accurate than me celebrating an Aaron Hall fucking injury. Um, and even more so that I literally brought him in. And I think I told you we had this, I had this um, deja vu where I brought in Aaron Hall and he got injured and then all that talk last week I was like I can't bring him in that was the only reason I didn't bring him in and I got extremely lucky boys so all right well let's let's move on to cash cows I guess yes. from here um to Proust so yes. or not to Proust, boys now on field R2 or R3 is probably the biggest separation Swiss we'll start with you first now Proust, would you pick him up he's 204,000 has a break even of negative 93 would you pick him up at R2 and would you pick him up at R3?
3: Um, so I went early on Hayes last week and we Sam were. Sam Hayes. Bring up a yes. So I was debating between him and O'Driscoll.
1: Oh, no, you didn't, I you didn't
3: get O'Driscoll. Oh, I did. Because I missed, just did not like O'Driscoll's <sighs> job security. Hated his job security. That's tough. And then I had to sit there all on Sunday and watch him friggin' dominate. But his nickname's uh, like, Drizzy. I,
1: Drizzy rascal, oh, it ridiculous! <laughs> like he was,
3: he was seriously nixed out, and then he yeah. absolutely carved. He tore us in a new one. Some people it was, think you're I bonkers. Could, could not get any worse. <laughs> and the re, and the reason I did it, See I did that, and and I went. So I went early, early on is a because I wanted that extra cash because I sort of was already planning out what I wanted to do with my upgrades and downgrades the next two weeks, um, and I always, already knew what I wanted to do with my rock line. And that was okay. teaming leash into the forward line, Bruce at R2, and my backup being Sam Hayes. And I want to double upgrade in the next couple of weeks and not have to worry about, or what happens if another rookie comes up and I have to um, downgrade. I mean, use a trade boost to get that extra rookie and then miss, have to then choose between one or two. So I'm like, no, I'll go get Hayes and that. So that's another story missing out on a Driscoll. But yeah, so if Hayes in there at R3, I'll be bringing Bruce in at R2. And Hayes becomes my um, my cover for that. So I know a lot of people aren't going to have Sam Hayes there, but they'll still have Dixon or the other um, the St Kilda Hayes, who yep. yep. looked really good on the weekend. So if you could have been on a one thirty one forty, by the way,
1: anyone who it, watched that it could have been honestly. I
3: had so him he off dropped it.
1: about four marks that were like absolute sitters, but then still recovered to get the contested possession and handball out.
0: And I pl- I played. So I, I, oh, sorry, sorry. I
3: said it. Um, Sorry, mate, no, I said it last week where if you've got Tim Tim English in particular, um, yeah, that's just a no brainer, bringing in Bruce because you've got that cover. Or the following week, if you're gonna downgrade and bring in Sam Hayes, well he's enough cover anyway. He showed enough, he looked really good actually. Um he's been in their system for four or five years now. He was the number one ruck he got drafted. Um, yeah, and he's physically matured. So I've got a lot of confidence in him rucking and there's nobody taking his uh, spot it's not like they're going to throw Finlayson in there because he looked absolutely terrible um, just playing in his half forward role, let alone have to, you know, take the whole rack role. So, yeah, I'm pretty confident with Bruce and Hayes to take me up to the buys at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Now, O'Driscoll, um, if you didn't get him, I think it's unfortunate. He's too expensive now, even uh, though he's, he's second on the that. list, but he's 238K. He's now 110,000 more than he was. Um, I shared those reservations. Now, I had him as my loophole to start the years, so I was kind of... Lucky in a sense, but even then, Tucker was the sub, and Tucker plays wing, and they were saying O'Driscoll played so well in the game before that on the wing, so they couldn't get rid of him, right, so Tucker is literally the next person in, and he couldn't get his spot, so they put him as a sub, so O'Driscoll was literally one bad game away from losing his spot, except he's killed it again, so if anything, it probably puts more pressure on the other wing or another midfielder, before him at this point, so if you did get on him, uh, congratulations! It looks like he's gonna still make about another ninety to a hundred thousand over the next couple of weeks, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I nearly got rid of him two weeks ago, but in my head, I had Chris saying, "Oh, Driscoll's gonna be one of the best money makers in the season," so I dumped Richelli, uh and now I was like, at the time, I was like, "Oh, what a shit move!" But now, fucking a, laughing.
1: Fucking A, Cotton. Uh, look, yes, yeah, so I agree with you in, in terms of just go. I don't think you can get him in now. But um, Pruce, no. I mean, does he need to be on your field? No. But I would say if you're playing for points, yes. Because you can use, the, so the, the points on field, so if you're playing league, he's just a cash cow. You can bring him in at R3, you know, he'll make his money, whatever. But um, realistically, you want him on the field if you're going to make the most of points because what it does allow you to do, which is why obviously I traded out Grundy last week, it, having Proust on field allows you to field one of these other forward rookies that are all having pretty good years. You've got Nick Martin is averaging 87. You've got Jack Hayes who's going to kill it again next week, most likely. You want to try and field those guys if you can. You've got Rochelle that's popping off 100 every second week, so you want to try and loophole him if you can. You've still got Will Brody. You've got Tristan Cherry. You've got all of that, uh, Canelio. The, the amount of forwards and forward mids, and now we've got Roses as well coming in. You've got so much guys, so many guys that are averaging over 70 yep. to 80 in the forward line, and you want to try and get them on field if you can.
0: And Rux as well. I mean, you've got Hayes coming through, Pruce is on the bubble. Um, even then, was it um, Max Lynch? Now yep. uh, looks like um, bloody the other guy's done his uh, shoulder, so he's another option, but he had a score of 11 and then got knocked out Yeah, first so you've round. actually
1: got a couple of weeks with um, with someone like a Max Lynch because yeah. even on week three, because of that 11 in his cycle, he's not really going to go up much much cash at all. I think his break even at the moment is like 70. So he'd need to have two really big games for him to even make cash.
0: Worth noting, his low score, he was also a partnership in that ruck, and he got KO'd, so that kind of really killed his scoring. And that's kind of why. So that's why last week some people think, and you guys are absolutely outlandish and crazy, and they may be correct, but when you're talking, it kind of stacked up. There's lots of ruck scoring options that you can put on field for a rookie, and some of those midfield rookies started to shit the bed. So it really stacked up, and I didn't go that option because at the time I thought Grundy was still a good pick um, and I now even then at the start of the year I was like ha ha Gorn's being shit Grundy's actually looking alright ladies and gentlemen and now before I notice it I look down going, fuck I've got an issue
1: timing is everything too what's also happened is obviously these changes to the DPPs but specifically with the rookies so you've got Nick Martin obviously that's jumped into that DPP you've got Con McDonald now so now I don't have to you know worry about having the M8. I can swing Ning Martin on from on my field. Perfect. Play you know someone like a Jack Hayes at F six instead. Or hell, I mean even Hugh Dixon, you know, he's well, I only got 55, but I'd rather have Hugh Dixon on field than someone like Conor McDonald or Josh Ward at the moment. Hell just yeah. Sputting it up every left, right, and center. Um so the, the, Amen. I think the important thing for right now is trying to get the worst rookies off your field as possible to play the good ones because there are so many good ones. There are so many. So getting O'Driscoll on field if you can, getting um, Nick Dacos on field if you can.
0: Horn Francis out on my fucking side. Martin at at my mid eight or whatever it is at the moment. Absolutely. So much better. So much better. So the
1: flexibility of these dual position things that changes has really allowed this week especially to have your best possible rookies on the field. And I think you need to take advantage of that with your trades and think about how you can maximize points on field. Now obviously from a league perspective again he's just a cash cow so you know you're not going to want you'd still probably play um, Max Gorn over yeah you know, Bruce yeah you know, I, I don't think he's going to average 105 for the season I mean he's had two good games but what do we say guys 90 you think 90 is achievable 85 90
0: yeah, 90 95 probably yes. Swiss? Yeah, 90? Yep. Yep. So, yeah
3: 90
1: yeah 90 yeah i think that's about it, right so you know I, I wouldn't be wanting to lose that 15 20 30 points per game on a grundy or or a um or a McGorn at any particular week but you know he's going to be much better than your f6 rookie so that's why it's it's important so yeah definitely um and from a league's perspective yeah definitely still run you, you don't just trade out you know Grundy or Gorn from a league perspective to get Proust I think you can run him at R3
0: I think they're very valid points and I'd consider the same thing if I'm going for overall Proust for me has to be on field now slightly different to SC Elites and Corey was banging the fuck on about how Proust definitely has to be a must in this week if you're playing league he can be an R3 because you don't need those wins per you're just se you're there for cash yeah you're there for cash and he is definitely a really big money maker um He'll if, make he'll make he'll make two hundred K. If I'm if I personally, if I was going for overall and I already had a sort of set and forget situation and I was bound to that as in, I didn't want to trade those out, then I wouldn't be bringing in Bruce. I would literally go Hayes as my R3 in a couple of weeks' time because of the extra not only that, it's also the extra money difference. You're talking about eighty thousand dollars difference, which can then get you a premium on field in your midfield or in your defensive line, and that's eighty thousand dollars you can actually put to use. Instead yeah. of having it sit there and do nothing,
1: I mean, I, I like both, and I mean, I, I mean, I think the best thing for me to happen at the moment was Hayes getting a seventy-five because I hope people really overlook him. Um, he only had, I think, five or six disposals for the game. The rest of his points were all from hitouts to advantage. <laughs> like the the kid is seriously good. He's seriously, seriously good, and he will pop off for a hundred and ten or a hundred and twenty sometime in the next few weeks. And if you don't have him, you're going to be regretting it. So even though he's obviously going to be at R three for most people, um, that and that's why I was like, okay, well, I want Bruce R two that way I can get Hayes at R three. Um, How much did you shit the bed when you
0: found out Lyset was named?
1: <laughs> no, I, honestly, I looked at it. I'm like, and then I saw Hayes in the uh, extended bench, and I went, oh, okay. I, I immediately thought 100 yeah. laid out. That's what I thought when I saw that. But then yeah. when the when the report came out. I think it was the next day that they made the report that he'd had a fitness test that day. So that's why he was named because he actually had a fitness test the following day and they made the call. If you didn't pass the fitness test, we're going to have to have surgery. We're going to have to... And, you know, because they're going to be playing finals this year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The coach is still
1: adamant (laughs) too. Oh, wheel. Sorry, Um, but mate, what has happened to Port this year, hey? They just... I mean, look, obviously injuries to their best players don't help. Um, Are but, they their
0: best players
2: though? I
1: mean Robbie Gray and Charlie Dixon I'd say that they're pretty damn important in players oh. To the structure
3: Ollie Wines Yeah,
2: yeah
1: Oli should Middles. be back this
0: week I think But um, Playing butters out of position
3: There's rumours about <laughs> he might not be actually What was that? There's actually a rumour about he could not miss one more surely that that, that, they they need him in because they're playing West Coast like they can't drop this game.
1: Yeah, well, I mean the condition he has is not really. It's it's just something that needs to be monitored. It's not necessarily something that's going to impact him long term. It can be solved with um. Well, it can be managed with medication. So, um, yeah, there's every chance that he could come in. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't count against it for sure. No,
3: I I believe it's just adjusting to you know, the, obviously the high intensity of footy while taking the medication, they said you yeah. couldn't, you might just need another week.
1: Yeah. My, my partner has a similar, um, uh similar issue with her heart as well. And she's, she takes medication for it and it does definitely knock her around. Like when she's overexerting and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, definitely something to, uh, to keep an eye on. But <laughs> Good thing you don't she's not an elite it. AFL player. Good so. thing you
0: don't over her. <laughs> 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 oh, hey.
1: I love when he jokes. I mean, you know, I, I'm more of a one and done sort of guy, you know, like, you know,
0: knock her up and then well, just leave. <laughs> one and done, just, just not with marriage, eh, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, oh. that's always,
1: it's always multiple and done. <laughs> uh, look, don't go breaking I, I, I take h- the shotgun approach to marriage. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, anyway, um, Rose's, um, Swizzy now 130,000. I know it's it's about 7,000 more than I'd like to pay for a rookie, but uh, based on his, a couple of performances already break, even of 71, uh, what's he averaging seventy three and a half? So is it just literally from a point of view that there's a rookie there and we want to make some cash and he literally just happens to be probably the only rookie to go for?
3: Well, that was the other one I was nearly going to bring in last week. So as I said, sort of planning it out, um, I kind of wanted to have one more look at him where I knew I was just backing in Sam Hayes because I kind of more followed his track in his career the last two, three years. But the thing with uh, Roas Ro- coming in, he's, um, his defensive pressure in the forward line is just so much better than what the other Gold Coast smalls have been um, delivering, especially like Rankin. Um, yeah. Rankin's so been a fucking letdown. And he clears yeah. the ball quite well and too.
1: More- so like, he- yes, when he does, he does have his... So- they and look, they tap to him too. And you know, it doesn't hurt that, um, which is the number one hit out to advantage Ruckman in the comp right now. But <laughs> where's Grundy, uh, honestly? But like, he does receive the ball quite well. And I, I'm just surprised when you've got Tooke and uh Anderson and you've got uh Raoul in there and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just tap it to Roses. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so. Uh, like I liked his, he looked really good around the ball. He was willing to actually do de, um like defensive stuff, which I know Stewie Jewell really like uh, where, yeah, some of those other ones when, when he was up around that forward line and, you know, he missed a couple opportunities. There was one goal he should have definitely kicked, but the week before, you know, he was nailing them and kicked the three straight. So, you know, he puts, puts it on the scoreboard, runs both ways. um, And yeah, somebody I was really watching closely and, I think he, you know, he could be good between that six and at sixty to eighty each week. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be bringing him in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now there is some other guys on the bubble as well. Um, probably don't need to go through them too much. I don't think I would be. Um, look, I think I think outside of those two, is there anyone else that you're seriously looking at, guys? Or is it more just, okay, well, you, if you're going to take anyone, you've got to try and go for those guys. I think
0: it's literally those two players or go a week early if you like a Hayes because his job security is so good. Uh, Hayes is 123K Ruck, so obviously that's really beneficial. The only one outside of that, boys, is probably Ben Hobbs now. I don't really like his security per se. He got a 65 but literally Essendon are a fucking basket case right now so he <laughs> he he literally could get thrown into that midfield Saying, good. yeah uh, but they he, they could actually give him more midfield good. rotations because and, and just say to him hey you're not going to be playing 80% of the game you're not going to be you know I mean you might play 65%, 70%, but I need you to run both ways because no one else on that do, list is. Do you
3: want me to talk more about this, Benny Boy? Because go for it. You I shoot. Was there watch, yeah, you watch, go. Yeah, because I was watching it, which I absolutely loved. My wife not so much, but I <laughs> love watching it. So then got to get smoked, smashed. But the thing with Hobbs, so yeah, early on was just trying to find his way and up around that half forward and pushing up. But in the last quarter when the game was done, they moved him into the midfield and he actually looked good. He actually started winning clearances when him and Caldwell were more around the ball. The Bombers looked better, and they had that little spurt there where I think they kicked three goals in about three minutes and started playing direct footy, and Hobbs was actually involved in some of those chains. So I think, and I think Rutten, after the game, was mentioning, they were, they were asking about, you know, do you lack a bit in the midfield and said, you know, we got Hobbs in there in the end. Probably needed to put him in there a bit early because that's what he is. He's a um, inside ball clearance machine. Not much of him. He's, he's quite um, short in stats. St- Stat, statue, statue at the up. moment yep. but um
1: he's got arms though so who cares and, uh,
3: yeah so Kids arms but i think yeah jacked. he's definitely got a role role in there the problem with the bombers makeup is that their whole list is too many midfielders and that's the problem like obviously merits out at the moment Stringer's is going to come back in he's a really good impact player uh, in that i midfield. heard
1: somewhere that devon smith was the best midfielder at that club <laughs> oh you remember that sc <laughs> elites two well,
0: years ago um sorry Swiz.
3: um yeah, and so, you know, they've, they've brought in Shield, they've brought in Caldwell, and this is the problem with a lot of the Bomber supporters getting frustrated because um, they've got a lot of guys who are quite similar in there, and their older guys aren't stepping up. Like Martin looks so much better. Well, the Bombers look better when they get the ball in Martin's hands and with his transition. So I think they'll definitely give Hobbs an opportunity. The problem is they're playing Anzac Day, it's the biggest, you know clash on the footy fixture so there'll be a part of them go no we'll, we'll be conservative and go parish and you know they're normal guys in there but realistically they should be giving Hobbs a lot more time and I think if the Bombers were to lose and especially lose badly on Anzac Day this week you're more likely to see Hobbs in following weeks get more of an opportunity but I feel like they'll be a bit more conservative this week so hopefully Hobbs can sort of do similar get around that 60 65 mark and then if they do lose then yeah possibly jump on.
0: The footage for Parish this week was damning. He literally was going he ahead. Might get of, dropped. He was literally going ahead of the contest trying to get a handball and then once the team lost it he was already overcommitted and then didn't even chase. It was so bad yeah, and I and like Parish.
1: Well they've got three guys for yeah, one they've been, position. They've got yeah. Darcy Parrish, they've got Dry Corwell, and they've got Dylan Shield who are all basically attacking midfielders.
0: And McGrath doing yeah. What's yep. he doing? Yeah. Well, and, yeah, well and,
3: and, that's, yeah. and that's the problem. Like, I actually feel for some of these Bomber supporters out there because maybe it's a little delusional. They think they're better than what they actually are. But you've got Heppel who's racking up the ball at half back, but putting no defensive pressure on at all. Didn't lay a tackle, didn't look like laying a tackle. As you said, Parrish should be in there tackling and that. And he got two tackles and really wasn't offering anything from the defensive side of the game as well. So yeah, Hobbs come, comes in. What he ended up playing five or six tackles. So hey. yeah, all of a sudden he his mentality was completely different to what the rest of the Bombers midfield is, and actually added something what they needed.
0: Hey, it's probably two more tackles than Tuke Miller fucking had this week. So uh, look, in oh. my opinion, if Hobbs comes, yeah, that's
1: true. If, if Hobbs comes in and uh, and has a sixty next week, he's guaranteed to be in my side. So um, hundred
0: hundred and fifty three though, care. boys, Dude, really.
1: The kid is gonna pop off. Nah, kid's f- good. And yeah, he's got, if he it, gets the roll, it's all It's all to
3: me. do with that result as well. If he goes in and gets 60-odd and same stat line, he goes 15 touches, five, you know, sort of four or five tackles. And if the Bombers lose, and especially if they were to lose bad again, like, yeah, what was it, 40, 50 points in the end against Freo, but they looked so bad in that second half. If they, if they lose by more than five, six goals to the Pies and it's season done, They've got no choice but to get Hobbs as many games in there because he, he's different to what the other midfielders are offering.
0: Okay, if the season's done, I guess that makes sense to blood some youth. But 153k boys. But he's that good. He's oh. that good, I'm telling you. He's, he's that good. If it, if
1: it, ben, he
3: was meant to go top five in the draft, and the biggest knock on him was... He wanted to go to an in ...inside it? midfielder. <laughs> yeah. so, well, but so many, so many clubs already have those inside midfielders, and I know Richmond were looking at them him closely, but couldn't well, they get should've. past Stanley Gipkes, um, because We needed him, but you couldn't we couldn't say no to Gipkis, who was kind of top three all year in the draft. But Hobbs was the number one inside man. Um, you know, obviously Horn Francis will be the better player, but more that half forward goes into the forward and he'll develop as a better player. But if you think Hobbs, it's more that sort of Matt Crouch kind of type where, you know, going to rack up the ball, going to lay some tackles, um, but he's just a competitive beast. So yeah, I, agree. I think not, not the yeah, it's sort it's, of, he's going to, he's going to pop statue off as a super coach
1: too, right? Is that the formal yeah, term? I think he will pop off, pop off. Um, this, um, so the other guys on the bubble guys, um, that you may be looking at, uh, Kruger actually does look really, really good. I'll be honest. Shit pick 198 K though. That's the problem. And he's good, but he does have a break even of negative 11. He was outstanding last week so you must have hated him for that shit pick. and he's gonna to continue to be really good in the forward line at the pies he's been playing really good
3: oh hello yeah shit pick <laughs> i don't actually it's not it's not a shit it's not I'll actually i'll get on that it's not a shit pick because i think he's looked really good he's looks fantastic the problem is Collingwood picking what did they pick on the weekend grundy cox, oh my gosh. cameron and kruger and the dumbest same idea cox that.
1: cox looked lost Sh- out there Sh- I'm thing ever I love, I love Mason Cox, but you can't play him, Cameron, Kruger in the same
0: forward line and think that that's going to be a good situation. Like I don't know, boys. I feel really let down because I I heard Kruger was playing and he's actually a lot more attractive than Freddy Kruger, so I don't know what to make of it, to be honest. A good one. Um, <laughs> so
3: <laughs> has also I'm got with, a... I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're man, on I'm it. You. I'll also, yeah, no, I'll back you with that because he's looked good around the ground. I'm not... You, Think McRae would stick with him. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, Cameron went down injured, so that's he. That's an out. Um, but if you're going between Cox and Kruger, I'm going Kruger every day of the week. The problem is, if he was one twenty-three, you take him. But at oh, yeah I, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think he, I think at a one twenty-three, he's almost a lock because I think what does happen mm. this week is um, so obviously uh, Mychek will come back in, and then Cox will go straight back out. But I also think that they'll drop Cameron. So I think that it will be Cameron and Cox out this week because that they I think they went too tall. And they know it, yeah. but they have McCreary and Junivan also coming back in. And whether, so whether both of those guys come back this week is a question mark at this stage. But I think both of those guys come in um, and they go with that small pressure forward that line that's made them so much, given them so much so far this season. So. Um, yeah, so Kruger then will be the ruck that also t- takes the hit outs uh, and then goes forward and kicks goals so um he could be some look someone's going to jump on him and he's going to go all right this year i think i'm not sure what he's going to average, but uh unfortunately it's a week where you've just got better options and at two hundred k you know not a lot of people are going to be jumping on um Winhag is one seventeen k forward mid he's got a break even negative eight he didn't look too bad. But I just don't like his job security. So did did you like the did you watch the Saints game there, um, Swizz?
3: I watched a little bit. I was at the um in-laws for a barbecue, so I was watching the game on my phone. Um hopefully my <laughs> in laws aren't listening to this. Classic. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I, I did. Um yeah, you know, like did a couple of good things and that, but I just don't I don't like the job security nah, for starters it. because you know, Jones, Hunter Clark's not too far away. So I think they just get pushed out. But like him and Wanga Wang, Wang Malira, both have shown some good signs that they're going to be decent footballers. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I wouldn't just be can't touching get on.
1: them. Yeah. Same with uh, Tom Wilson. Um. He's also got to be a seven at one nine nine k. I think he probably gets dropped this week as well. Um. He's one on the uh, on the cusp of getting dropped with the ins that are available for the pies, and Flynn Perez.
0: Perez. Uh, so decent one. I think with uh, Hall being down. I think Flynn Perez already showed a little bit. Um, didn't set the water like break even at 12, right? But had a 41 this week. Um, it was a little bit shit the week before. So I think 32, but I, look, showed a little bit. So I think with Zebel going forward, he yeah. kind of came in and, and showed a little bit, right? Now with Hoare going out, it is an option. I don't like his price, but he is definitely someone that could be an option.
1: One thing that I'll say, and, and Swizz, you obviously watched the uh, the North game as well, so I'll, I'll cut to you on this. Yep. But I've noticed the last three weeks, right? And I'm not sure what's changed. Maybe Noble will just learned how to coach a little bit better. Um, but they, in the first few weeks, North were the North of last year. They were chipping the ball around the back backline, going you know, switch, 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 back to back to Zeeble, back to Hall, back to Sweetieball, over to McDonald, back to Hall,
0: and outlet, right? And they lost by less. And they, yeah.
1: And the last couple of weeks they've been going more direct. They've been having less of those um, kicks just to uncontested marks in the back line. Um, and I noticed that, that first of all, I noticed that because Hall wasn't scoring as good. But second, I noticed that like if Perez, he I, I thought he was in the right in good spots last week, but they just weren't getting the ball to him. So whether that's because that was Zebel moving forward and he was demanding the ball so much in that back line, that now they're not playing that game style or whether that's because they're actually instructed to move the ball quicker out of defence. Either way, North's defenders aren't scoring as well as they were three weeks ago. And I think that's one thing to take, uh, yeah. take into consideration with m- someone like McDonald if you're getting on him this week. Um, so Yeah,
3: and it showed, mate. It showed the, uh, the last two, because after they got trounced by Brisbane, they've... Um, They've, they're sort of, uh, what do you call it, momentum in footy, where you, you just pull yep. on some different good, like goals in a row and that. And they had that a couple of times against the Swans and then against the Dogs. I think they kicked five in a row. Um, and that was just playing direct footy. The problem is with young teams like that, you're going to get scored against. So you've got to be willing to take the big loss. And I know the commentators would, you know, because they've got to sit there, it's, it's a job for them. So they're hating mm-hmm. it because they don't want to see blowouts and people turning off. But when it was working for north um you know yeah, yeah it's, it looks really good and they've got some attacking play the bad thing from a fantasy point of view is yeah those defenders aren't scoring because it yep. isn't slow and chip footy it's actually a bit more exciting to watch um, and then and the unfortunate thing when you lose like that and you're not getting the ball because you're not holding on to it um you're not getting the super coach points like the bulldogs nearly got that magical 2000 team point um you know, on the way, on the weekend because there the dogs are just holding onto the ball, pitting up their targets, playing that way. When North get it, it was kind of you know run and gun, get it down to their forwards, try to get on a one on one situation, and they've got some good forwards down there. But yeah, yeah, unfortunately also that's got not a- good because I heard some good raps from a, a North mate about Perez. Like they they really like him back in that side. They once he was available, they put him straight back in there, and if they were sort of playing that slow game. Yeah, I'd be saying, well, actually, maybe have another look at him. And But unfortunately, and the other thing we haven't thought about is Geelong have just lost to their number one rival in Hawthorne, um, north of Plain <laughs> Geelong this week. I've got shades of uh, 2007 when Richmond got slaughtered by 157 points of the Cats on the rebound. I feel like uh, I'm going to be there in Tassie watching North Melbourne in an absolute bloodbath this Who, week. So where
1: was it? It was down at Cadenia Park where Geelong put that what 230 something on um, on Melbourne or something, didn't they? That was uh, yes, yeah, so that, was, that a was a bit afterwards.
3: I was the one I'm talking about. Um, Geelong lost to North Melbourne, went two and three the year they 2007 before they their first flag, and then they played us at Marvel the week after. And yeah, they put a hundred. I think it might have been Tommy Hawkins' first game. They put 157 <laughs> points on us. Um, wow. It was just, yeah, they've got the ability. I don't think they're going to do as much this week, but I think it's going to be an absolute smacking. So it could be the same again when North Melbourne only scores sort of 13, 1400 super coach points. And that's yeah. that's the big issue, deal. though,
0: is that them not having a big slice of the pie really yeah. kills the cash development. So when you look at a Horn Francis. You know I mean, if they're getting flogged, it's harder for him to score well. And I think even when they played Brisbane, it was you know like when you looked at the scores, because not, not many North
1: players actually did well. Because what we know is it's uh, he's an impact player. Yeah, if he's making an impact in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they've already been huge 10 points. goals down. Oh, Who gives a shit about that, that goal that he kicks like in the, halfway through the fourth when they're down well, 10 goals? That's you know?
0: where Rochelle did well, kicking a couple of goals, put them ahead. All of a sudden he went from like 20 points up towards 50, um, started to try and impact. Mm. Um, huge. Yeah,
3: exactly. The exactly. last two. And if you look, Sorry, you, you go. You compare, so compare Raul and Horn Francis's stat line from the last three weeks and they mirror each other. Um, and that's yeah, Horn Francis, as you said, compared to say a Rochelle, just not gonna pick up those points and it'll be the same this week. Like I can see Geelong putting ten to fifteen goals on North Melbourne and you know, I really hope it's a bit closer. As I said, I'm going down for that match. So um, but I feel like it's gonna be the complete opposite. Geelong are gonna to have to come out and win. They'll be hurting from the Easter Monday match. And then Horn Francis, he's gonna do some nice things. He's gonna get his eighteen touches, he'll get his three or four tackles, probably kick a goal. But it makes no difference when your your team scores 1,400. And the one player that can score from North is Cherry because it's a different situation. It's the Rucks yep. who, you know, we say every week, if they walk on the field, they get 80 points. So, yeah, the rest of the North players, they'll get the game style there are Unless you're you know, They're not going to score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for Grundy. Fucking Grundy. So grindy.
1: the last thing I'll touch on with the Rooks. So we've got two to look out for for next week again. Um... So Loman, who's your boy, and I'll get him to get you to go on. Uh, he started for Lions last week, break even of four. He scored forty four points. The one to watch though is is Finn Callaghan, who actually looked really good with what he did, but unfortunately, only scored a forty eight, and he's one hundred ninety eight k with a break even now currently of thirty one. So he would have to come out and really smash it. But and there's two problems with that. First of all, he plays for GWS. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> obviously, he's one hundred ninety eight k. So. Uh, Job security, very questionable. We've got what Toby Green comes back this week. Is that straight out for Finn Callaghan? Does he get the one and done, or do we trust Leon Cameron there? I mean, obviously hugely touted. He looked really good. He made good decisions with the ball in hand. Didn't look out of place at all. Just didn't get enough of it. Doesn't have the role really right now at that price to warrant a selection. But what did you guys see on the weekend? Yeah, Timmy Taranto
3: version 2.0 of Callaghan. It's, but he can, can know, kick get up forward big guy he'll take a mark kick, but he'll rack up the ball when he finally gets the opportunity in the midfield problem is GWS have that many midfielders so you're right in everything you say there Chris you know Toby Green's going to come in he he could be so he might still get another game but yeah I just uh, hate his job security and it'd have to be 102k for me to even want to go near him just because of that reason
0: yeah I agree keeper league and only a keeper league boys um mm mm-hmm. Chris, cool. what's the other one? Is that it?
1: That's it. Oh, the only other one was Max Lynch, which obviously oh. I, I went through a little bit. Oh, Kai Kai Lohman. I mean, he looked all right. I, I didn't think he looked terrible.
0: I, I thought he looked good. Uh, good pressure. Um, didn't quite get the the goals, and a couple times he got into real good spots and didn't get used. So as in, he was kind of pushing to the fat side of the field to become an option, and then they kind of kicked it to the square. Um, really good pressure. I think maybe even gave away a free for an unrealistic specky, But he looks pretty good. But, again, it's a small forward kind of role. So he was um, keeping Cockatoo out because I don't think they were happy with enough of the pressure that Cockatoo was bringing. So, realistically, his job security is quite questionable. Even to this point, they're um, looking at bringing in uh, Coleman. Was it Kitty Coleman? Kitty Coleman, yeah. But, like, how does he fit into the side? So he, he was best 22, and he is best 22, but who makes room? So it's a really jam packed side at the moment, and because they are still
1: haven't seen Eli Smith, or he, I think he's out partying with Will Gould on the on the weekend at this point. <laughs> oh, those two <laughs> would have
0: a fucking great night out. Yeah, they would. Oh, they have like the Invincibles. They're like, hey, no one knows who we are, but they know who we are. <laughs> like we exist, but we don't exist. What a fucking great party!
2: Yeah, I am the shadows.
3: I think Brisbane only have one. Brisbane only has one injury at the moment.
0: Yeah, not many. It's just crazy is it? Um, was it Hipwood? It's about it.
3: Yep. Yeah,
0: so, and, you know, when you look at, so, um, Kai as well, there's so many other forwards or pressure forwards, but he, I liked the dynamic that he brought, do you know what I mean? So he actually brought energy, which is kind of like what I, I saw it as a a Richmond-esque kind of pressure forward that was almost like hyperactive and was go, 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 and Charlie was a bit flat do you know what I mean? Because Charlie's like, hey, I'm Charlie. I can do what I like. I'm Charlie and just put it near a goal. Whereas this kid was just manic, just absolutely a bull, just hounding pressure, pressure, pressure. And when there's an opportunity, he's like, fuck it, I'll go for a specky or I'll go for a snap. And he just looked like he kind of belonged. But security-wise, though, there's no way I'm picking him at this point. There's just so many people that I could automatically, in my mind, replace for him.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree, but I mean, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on him. And I mean, yeah, if it goes well this week, yeah, I mean, his price also is attractive. Let's be honest, 121k. We're not getting many of those guys at the moment.
3: Yeah, better than his mullet. Well, there there is there is one that, and he hasn't played yet. But uh, Greg Clark had 18 touches in his first game through the waffle. Yep. So, oh, he watching was that, going to start the season if uh. he was fit. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in and plays next from next week. And case, which might be donut
1: great w- I agree. And donut watch guys. Donuts on my field right now. So Mitch Owens had twenty six in the VFL. And um and Kai uh, Kane Baldwin had uh, five goals. Uh, six five, six goals, six goals.
0: See, Baldwin in will in probably he, well. he'd get a game though. Owens though, but you've also got Zach Jones probably coming back in this week. So I think he gets into that side before. Oh, yeah, uh, Owens. Absolutely. Owens does, so I think he's still Owens 1 for the games played. Um, <laughs> yeah. And for me, yeah, Great Clark, loophole. Clark, I would actually, if if I needed cash to make an upgrade and Clark was named, I would even kind of take him as my possible loophole. If I don't have a loophole, which I don't, because I didn't pick shit players to start with, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, but as in Clark, at least, it's if I needed a, a, some cash and there was no real rookies, say, next week or the week after, I think Clark might play this week or next week because they just said, hey, he, you know, we don't want to kind of throw him to the wolves, so we'll give him a bit of waffle. And um, for me, he is him and Holman, but at least Clark, you know, is kind of on that brink. And West Coast, are lit- literally West Coast. So I think um, he's definitely someone that I could bring in as a loophole option as someone who should play in the next week or two if I need.
1: Fair enough. Um, and, yeah, Max Lynch, we already touched on him earlier, but obviously keep an eye on him. I'm keeping um, an
0: I'm watching him. I reckon he he is as the only ruck again 200,000. I think that's bargain price. But yeah, he's is. no proof, so He's uh, like he's I mean, a, look, he's, a weeks, right? like, he's a Collingwood reject. 2 weeks, He's a Collingwood reject.
1: Yeah, well, no, he's not he's not I mean, you know, we signed granted to a freaking 7-year seven seven deal. Seven oh. years, <laughs> far you, you out. Lasted three weeks. Anyway, in my team. I suppose that sort of rounds out the rook. So we move on to um, trade in and trade out targets, guys. And uh, oh no, we're going to go through DPPs first.
0: Yeah, let's talk about DPPs now. DPP, ladies and gentlemen, stands for dual position penis. <laughs> <laughs> DPP. I knew he was going to go somewhere
1: with that, and I was like, "Where's he yeah, going? We're Where's waiting going? for
0: it." Dual position. Position? <laughs> dual player. It's, I don't want one position. I want dual, all positions. <laughs> dual, dual player position. Now, um, dual player position. So when we have a, a bit of a look now, obviously on the YouTube, this is a real squint eye view. But um, the only real relevant one, so we'll go through. Rookies is great because you know your Martin can go into your midfield and that's great. Uh, McDonald, you can bugger him off to the forward line because he's going to go out of your side at any second anyway. That's true. Uh, Dacos to defence, awesome. I'm um, a little bit upset, Hinge didn't get that DPP because I would have loved to have put him on the bench in the midfield. But when we have a look through, now defensive line, the big two for me, Zorko, my man Zork, and Pendlebury, right? Two. Forward line are uh, Lipinski and probably our Parker. man Parker. Now, as far as relevancy, boys, now oh, Luke McDonald relevant, probably more draft relevant, but still relevant, I say. Now, is there anything outside of that as far as possible top 10 players in their position at the moment?
1: Yeah, um, look, and it's going to depend on if there's an injury at the dogs, but Tom Liberatore, one in, he's one injury away from averaging 100 in the forward line easily. So fair. keep an eye on him but i mean god we are unlucky with bailey bailey um bailey smith right like he's he's averaging the most disposals per game in the afl right now and he could have he was this close to getting forward status and if he did he would have been an absolute lock in the in the forward line so we're unlucky there but yeah i do think that you're um you're very right in what you said i don't know about Zorko, though he looks is he injured? Like what's Yeah, he is. Like he, he can't. Surely he can't. Plan,
0: was it plantar fascia? He he ripped some scar tissue, so he's run. He's running around right like right. he's running around like I would be, old man. <laughs> oh, old, old man Ben hobbling around the fucking field. He he. But what I did notice, and sorry, Swizz, we'll pass you in a sec. It's he was the seagull of Brisbane. He was literally so you had uh, Rich kind of hitting on the left. Like, hey, hey, give me the ball. But Zorko's like, I'm your fucking captain. Give me the ball. And he was hitting the right. And he was Lockie Huntering, fucking everything. <laughs> he was literally like, give me the ball. And Zorko would just get it. And he got so many disposals against Collingwood, literally seagulling. I don't think he earned a single fucking possession. And he just goes, hey, give me the ball. Hey, give me the ball. Hey, give me the ball. I'm running past your right hip. Give me the ball. And that's literally it. So, Swiz I'll pass you there. And the other one I want to follow up with, Swizz, is Lockie Hunter now taking indefinite leave. Fuck everyone, mm. commentators and, and reporters giving him a hard time earlier in the year, but who takes that wing role now? They're the two things I want to know, Swiss. So yeah. What do you reckon?
3: <clears throat> yeah, well, the, the worry always for that is, is it McRae that pushes out more and is it uh, then Libra spends more time in the midfield? That's the perfect scenario for us. Or is it because they've got that many half backs and with Bailey Williams, Crozier, um, Daniel, does Ed Richards come back up and play more of that wing role? So... For me, I wouldn't mind that Ed Richards one because I've got him in a few draft leagues. <laughs> but even McRae, McRae on the outside can easily find the ball, um, and they might sort of uh, spend, let him spend a little bit more time on the outside and just get Liver and Trelaw more into that midfield. Um, even Bont, Bont spent an incredible amount of time up in the forward line. And Bailey Smith weekend, had so. a lot
0: of CBAs too, so even Bailey Smith could then go from inside to outside, Bont into the middle. It's a spoil
1: of riches, right? It's so spoiled
3: It is. It, it is. And um, with the like, I was talking to you boys about it before, like even Bailey Smith as an option at the moment, I would have loved him to pick up that forward status, but just as a mid option, God, he's finding the ball at ease and the dogs have such a soft draw. So, yeah, Libra is definitely the number one target on all them, um, depending on how their role and how the dog's sort of set up because they've got some really soft games coming up. Um, Obviously, it started last week with North Melbourne, and and it'll just keep going from there. I think it's the Crows up in um, Ballarat this week, which they just love. Cold conditions, and um, I'm sure Libera will be in his element up there. Um, Yeah, but I think outside of that, there's not too many others. There's just probably a couple... More, um, we've sort of helped with McDonald and Mead. Those guys, if you didn't want to move on um, straight away, they do open up some loophole options for you. Uh, but as in premiums, yeah, it's just Pendles and Zorko. And then Lipinski, the Pies don't have a bad draw coming up. So it is one to monitor. But um, I still think we're sort of blessed with the forward options we've got at the moment. A lot of people are running um, English, Dunkley, Butters, Heaney as it is. Um, and you've still got Taranto and Degoey those sort of guys, and then Cherry, Cornelio, Brody. So I don't think I'll be looking at both. Oh, I won't be looking at Lipinski. Parker does interest me, but he did have that game where he scored, what was it, 29 or 39. something? Well, he had like three shit games. Probably. It was like a 50-50 yeah, so.
0: and a 30, and then he's had a good first round where he kicked a bag of five, and then this round as well. But Parker generally yeah, finishes so. strong, so it's one of those real weird well, Parker's always been an inconsistent scorer. and in- But not that low. His base has never been no, that No, no, no. But shit. he's
1: usually 71-40, 71-40. Like he's, uh, and that's kind of been his scoring pattern. But one thing I'll say in Parker's defence, which is why I'm heavily looking at him, is I think it's strongly linked to Papley. So he's been playing a lot more forward time, which is why he's actually got the forward status. And large parts because Papley's not there and they needed a marking forward. So, um, you know... Isaac Heaney obviously is that more taller forward option. He plays that half forward. He's hitting the logos. Parker plays that deep forward as a as a Papley option um, and that lead up from the square. So I am looking at that as going, okay, well, what exactly are we going to be, um, Yeah, you know, what's going to happen with, with Papley returns? Um, we've also got Franklin that comes back in two weeks. So we've got two forwards that are guaranteed to be into that forward line in the next couple of weeks. And I think Parker becomes almost a he won't he'll never be a hundred percent you know CBA midfielder. He'll never be that because he offers too much forward just like Hysar like he's never gonna be a full-time midfielder, just accept it and move on. But I think his forward his midtime goes up enough where he raises that floor back to that sort of 70 to 80, and then his ceiling goes through the roof again. And we've seen what Parker is like when he has those huge games and you want to be on him. Um, so, yeah, I actually really do like Parker. But I've got two questions for you guys. First, The first question is, how many forwards do you really need this year? And the second question is, um, of those, how are you getting Parker into your team? Swizz. <laughs> Swizz,
0: I'm going I'm to take this one off. Now, Chris, fuck, yeah. I love you sometimes. Now, I'm sitting there going, Parker, I love Parker, and I think he's – a fucking genius and I think he's so underrated and I love Parker and I was like man I really want to get Parker in but those scores are horrible and then you come and bring logic to this argument <laughs> and I'm sitting there going I'm sitting there kind of like when it's this I'm like yeah I love Parker but I'm kind of shaking my head going man I can't he's had some bad scores and then you're sitting there going oh Papley and I'm like hey yeah so I start nod- I'm, I'm nodding along going yeah Papley okay well Papley that kind of makes sense to me now and it's really shitting me because you have brought so much logic. Where I'm like, that makes way too much sense. Yeah. Um, now, you. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I think, I think you're right. I do like, and the fact that he's already dropped like a hundred thousand. I mean, if you're oh, getting four eighty k for right now, oh, Parker, getting, getting him for that, or even a week from now for four sixty or whatever he's, you know, Bryce Mitchell shout out, um, whatever he might get to. I think it's 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 literally him and Duncan. Now, apart from Duncan being in a shit team playing at defence or whatever he is playing at the moment, <laughs> uh, Parker, if he – and he usually finishes strong. If he gets that midfield rotation, I think it's definitely valuable. Now, the issue is, again, is that forward line. Now, mm-hmm. when when we look at the – meanwhile, I wish Lipinski was actually named forward mid when we started this year because that would have solved so many fucking problems. Um Who's F six? Oh, who are but, you bringing in? Like yeah, is, it's hard though, right? Because have, what, what, We were waiting, hmm. going, oh, maybe Bonzopelli, maybe uh, all these other options, and um, you know, bloody who's a? You're not uh, trading who, out
1: of Brody if he's going to average hundred for the year, right? Brody's like, not
0: averaging a hundred he, well, well, while he's
1: still scoring. He's, you're not trading him, right? No, not now. Well, you can hold him then. He's well, going to yeah, be 500 k when you trade him.
3: English, is, Duncan, is your F six cherry.
1: Right, right yeah. now, my no, my no? F six mine is. My F six this week is, Rota is uh, I've got emergency on Rochelle looping with roses this week, um, but yes. only because I've got Nick Martin in midfield and I've got Brody in midfield. Dumb. So yeah, they're, they're
3: actually, and I've got English end up in the being ruck me when I bring roses in. Duncan, <laughs> but,
0: uh, Duncan, uh, English, Cornelio, Duncan, oh, Dunkley, Dunkley, yeah, same shit, Dunkley, yeah.
1: English, Cornelio. Uh, most people have Brody. Heaney's probably Cherry. around the mark, yeah. Well, Heaney will be there, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, there's there's a splattering of forwards, right? There's a lot. And the, the, the guys that you've got that are averaging, say, right now 90 to 100 aren't that far off, guys that are averaging like 105 or 108. Like, it's not worth trading into these guys, right?
0: Not Parker yet, anyway, with no. the up and downs.
1: So, okay, so identifying where your weakness is, and a lot of the midfields, midfield. we've had a chat about the midfield being the weakest on field rookies.
0: And also the midfield being the time now where they're dropping in price. Took right. Miller dropping, right? Took Miller's about to go fucking ham with tackles and all sorts of shit because I think he's too proud, right? And against Brisbane, of all people. Um, Clary, track. You've got Green, who's obviously underpriced for what he looks like he's going to be bringing. Um, Brody Smith, is it Brody Smith? Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith. All the Bailey B Smiths. Smith. Fucking too many B Smiths, boys.
1: But the, the thing is though that the forwards are cheap, right? So um Lipinski's only four hundred and twenty-four K right now. For a guy
0: averaging ninety-nine.
1: Yeah, he's the cheap. fourth or what is he, the fifth averaging forward right now? Cheap. Lipinski? So um,
0: cheap. And
1: yeah. then you've got um Le Parker, obviously, that's only four eighty. And I mean I, I think Parker's probably so what's he, what does they average from now to the rest of the year? And I think that Parker potentially averages you know four four eighty for K. Hundred five plus, like I, I think that's a realistic achievement.
2: Don't it depends on his role.
0: I think a hundred plus, yeah. If he gets do, more minutes, hundred five plus. Swiss, come on, Swiss.
3: Yeah, I'll go. I'm, I'll go a hundred because yeah, thank just you. I don't know how they're going to set up. They they had Kennedy as the sub the other day. I know, but he's done. Nah, but so Kennedy's, totally is
1: cooked. But
0: Kennedy's
3: done. He's yeah. played
1: half back most of the year anyway. He he's cooked. done.
3: But they've just got that many sort of players. You know, they're still trying to row bottom and Florent and ro- Golden and rotate through that. So. I think Parker's going to still have a couple of really bad games and then other games he's going to be in. So I'll just go a flat 100.
0: Swiss, if Kennedy was a horse, he'd be shot. <laughs> oh, he's a good-looking horse. Hey, that's a Kennedy <laughs> joke. Is a That's horse. a Kennedy <laughs> joke, no? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, you're right, Lipinski. So Lipinski's fifth overall for points scored, I thing, because you've got to take out the sort of Tex and Dusty and whoever only played like the one or two games. But, yeah, yeah Lipinski is 437 at the moment. He's got break-even of 78 playing the Bombers. The problem is I just don't need him. No, exactly.
1: (laughs) I don't even need Heaney. Like, I'm really just – I'm okay with his fucking fourth quarter bullshit scores because (laughs) I don't really need Heaney. Like, I just don't. Like, I've got a rookie on field that's averaging 87 in Nick Martin. I'm okay with that. So, you don't
0: need 122.4 averaging forward? Well, since he
1: didn't do that – the first two rounds, I didn't have him. And I've only been able to trade into him since, and he hasn't been averaging that since round three. So I don't care. What's he average since round three? Like maybe 110, 100, 110 or something? 110. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, I'm not really fast. <laughs> Still I'm not fast. Right it's great. <laughs> but don't I know get me wrong. But it's is it must-have. Is it like, is he blowing you out of the water with 130 average? He's not.
3: Do you know what I mean? Like, well, they are pointing. They're still going to play the Hawks, Sons of Bombers, in the next three out of the four weeks. So, yeah, he could still do that.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe. I mean, you know, this it, week he still still be playing. Like, he's lucky to score 112 this week. I mean, he's still going to be playing a large amount for yeah. with Franklin out. So, I'm not, again, I don't need Heaney right now. Like, he'll drop and again. Hawks have a no, lot of I intercepts. guarantee, I'll, I'll bet anyone, any money, that Heaney drops to below 500K again this year sometime.
0: Well, of course, he's only five thirty-nine k's. If he's not going to drop it, so if he's oh, not going to drop thirty-nine no, I'll
1: pick him up when I feel like picking him up. He's never a must-have. He is never a must-have.
0: Hey, excuse me, I'm still waiting on you to go with the um, bloody Brody bet that you have. You've had a week to think oh, on now, Yeah,
1: and he's still going and well, man. I got
0: to wait for Fife to come back, man. I but told you, every week you wait hurts his average, you dickhead. Um, well, actually, what happened this week? So who was it? it was 93. Brody
1: versus who? Toronto. And Toronto only got like like eighty something. Yeah, so, so you would have you would actually up right. You now. would have been up if what you was were actually score smart? this
0: week. I don't know. Uh, Ninety two. Ninety two. Oh, so he's two points up. him out early. <laughs>
1: you didn't
0: even. take the bet. Meanwhile, Fremantle only need one more win for a parlay, so I'm fucking happy there. You must All be right. shitting bricks.
1: Now, guys, let's move on to trading out targets, guys. Um. Oh wait, no, we didn't. We went. We haven't even gone to trading targets. Yet. Excuse
0: me. Ah, uh, Heaney's only five thirty nine k, so I still see value there. He's cheaper than many other midfielders. And, again, Swizz already spoke about having the three uh, cheap games coming up ahead as well. English is now starting to get priced out a little bit. He's 572K. He's already gone up 90,000. So do you think 570 is probably a bit too much, boys, for a forward?
3: Yep. Needed to jump on last week was the last week to get him.
0: Yeah, because even now he's more expensive. He's, what, $20,000 more expensive than Grundy at this point.
1: I'd still trade Grundy to English.
0: For twenty grand, yeah, maybe. <laughs> averaging hundred and twenty one. Love it. Um Taranto, five forty two K. So these kind of guys, I'm just looking at forwards at this moment, boys. There's not too much there. Like Jordan Degoe is four eighty. Lipinski's probably the value pick at four thirty seven K now, just because he is so cheap, uh, averaging you uh what is it, ninety nine point six, ninety three over the last sort of six. So it's one of those ones where if you didn't get Lipinski early and you're actually pretty keen on it for leagues. That kind of thing as well. I think he's still a decent enough price point to put in there. Midfield role obviously is quite heavy um, in that as well. And their well. draw,
3: their draw to Benny Boy, it really opens up. Their next three are Essendon, Gold Coast, Richmond. So For points, mid, that, yeah. points, there. And then even coming in, it's after the buy. They've got the Suns, North Adelaide, Essendon, Port Adelaide. Yeah, I quite so, like that. Especially, yeah, he could. It, it's not a bad one actually to think about. Yeah, it's an you awkward price. You have him in your midfield for now. Awkward price for,
0: for standard. If you had him already, and he is fairly owned, um, I think, what is he? He's in 8% of teams. team. So if you have him, you're laughing, you're throwing him in your forward line. I think as a forward, he definitely provides a value now. Again, awkward price, 437K. But I could... Definitely think of worse things to have my forward line than Lipinski. And I'm not even a Collingwood fan. But uh, I think with a, a, a weaker opposition, he has the ability to, on his day, tail up and go really well. But just know that his base is probably around the 80 mark and his ceiling is around that 130, depending on how his week goes. Uh, more leagues for me. But anyway, we'll I, I wouldn't,
1: again, I think it's, he runs into the same problem as everything else right now. Like, why would you spend money on a forward? Like that's 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 where it comes down to at the end of yep. the day. Like investing your money right now in the four line is not the best way to do it because you've got on-field rookie scorers that are killing the guys in midfield. So put the, your the money into the midfield. The only thing
3: I could say to that, Chris, about Lipinski, just because of his price and his low break even mm-hmm. um, and the fixture coming up, you could still play him on midfield, in the midfield, an average true. 100, 105. Yep. And when sort of Cherry maxes out or somebody like that, you can then move. Lipinski up there. Yeah. Same thing Lipins- with Parker. Lipinski, Lipinski can be top yeah. six.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that, uh-huh. I don't know. If, oh, do you, Okay. So well, you you would then rate him above Parker then.
3: I think Lipinski's got the better role than
1: Parker. Right now he does. I suppose yeah. that'd be, we're foreshadowing. No, but right? How many
3: weeks? And, and that could still go on for a few weeks. Like, Well, there was a report today have-
1: saying that uh, Papley is trained fully uh, for the first time this season. Um and that they'll assess on Friday whether they play him in the AFL or VFL. Interesting. Yeah, but
3: do you trust those Sydney forwards, Reed, Buddy, you know, Logan McDonald's still young, that they might not I do don't think the big like, guys really impact, impact Parker like that. Can, can we at least agree yeah, that we trust it Sydney? It depends on Sydney's setup. That's true.
0: Can we at least trust that we trust Sydney more than GWS? Is that fair? <laughs> and I mean, oh, there's also, cool,
1: the, I mean, you know, Sydney have about 73 tools, so... I mean, they they can really do whatever they want. Though having said that, I think there's a big image.
3: midfielders as well.
1: Um Amati went down with an injury in the VFL I believe as well this week. So um that's another one I, I think it's a fairly serious injury so he won't be coming in anytime soon. So that's one to keep an eye on. So that will obviously impact Heaney if they're looking at bringing him in. Um he's obviously going to yeah for any tall injury Heaney's going to be staying in the forward line essentially.
0: Um boys, can we talk trade outs now? So we'll just go by position. Now number 1 um, We're pretty much going to go... I think Ridley is now 503k. He's dropped about 35,000, only averaging 88.2. So he's one. Now, the other one is, and it has to be, right, now, my boy... Whitfield? Fucking Whitfield. Now, Whitfield mm. is literally a shadow of a fucking man. Uh, had plenty of pill turned it over, not looking Whitfield-like. And then, and here's how dysfunctional GWS do you, are. Do, should we
1: get a soundbite from last week's pod where I said... Leon Cameron said that he uh, has ankle and knee issues. No, it's
0: not even that. It's not even that. He literally is just butchering the ball. He's
1: so not... his ankle has nothing to do with his kicking yeah. ability? Yeah. No, he's Jeff, shit.
3: Can we get the sound bite from when I went with the footy with Grimo in round two and said, Whitfield, is his legs are shot? <laughs> Can we just replay that.
0: Let's do that. Okay, well Whitfield has only dropped 40,000. So thank you. It's not too bad right now. He's
3: still getting the ball, mate. That's not the problem. Oh, he's still getting it. He no, just he, can't do anything with he's it. He's a magnet. And he can't kick the ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is unlike Whitfield right now. Here's the other here's the other scenario. Cuz he's injured. He's I, he's, he's, he's. I don't think he's that I injured.
1: Don't tell him against this
0: because I don't think he actually heard he's, you from Melbourne.
1: He's
3: injured, mate. I was at the game in round two. I watched him hobble around. He can't run.
0: Hobble. He's,
1: they call him Aaron Hall, but he hasn't done a hammy yet.
2: <laughs> he needs
3: but to learn just so the long good. door contest. They, they look for him. He. They find the ball. He goes and tries to do what he normally does and run and kick the ball. And he, but he kicks it five meters to so an opposition <laughs> block. He,
1: he needs to do that. That the, the Jack Crisp. And just, just run long kick to a contest
0: and then it doesn't matter, right? The Jack Crisp, you mean back up 130s to go 104 average or something? Yeah,
3: let's um, go. What he needs to do is do the Aaron Hall and, and just fall down and be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done, boys. Like, I'm seriously done. I, dude, we been, I couldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. have been
0: more
1: direct with you, fucking Ben. I could not have been more direct.
0: He does the Aaron Leon Hall. Cameron
1: has never, ever said that one of his players <laughs> is suffering from an injury in the middle of a season. He's never done it, ever. Uh. he, he does it I'm like It's a big red flag Ben It's the biggest red flag You've ever is, read, he, seen a red flag His
0: break even was okay Now his break even Is 103 I have to get rid of him um, And the, and the was credit he 20 like at like half time Last him. week He was And the last three weeks he's, he's been he's 20 like, at half time.
3: He played Melbourne And still got it 25 times <laughs> That's how good
0: he is. He was it's third like on for DT. He was he was third for DT and like something like twentieth overall. It was fucking horrible. Now here's the other thing: they're getting they're turning on each other. GWS, right? So <laughs> <laughs> they
1: are. The Whitfield I feel like it's making the mark all over
3: again. <laughs> <laughs> They're turning on each other. No, no, go. He, go Ben, I want to hear this conspiracy theory.
0: No, no, no. They're turning on each other. This is this is this is backing up why I'm training Whitfield this week boys. This is great. now. I'll you tell you know, I'll did tell you, you email why. Me <laughs> I didn't I have feel to. Like you should have emailed I didn't me at have Cameron to last week. Leo Cameron says Hi Thanks for reading I'm out of a job For the next eight months Please (laughs) Please respond I've Um, heard somewhere That Leon Cameron Does not give a fuck About supercates He does not Now (laughs) No They're turning on each other Boys Now bear with me Stay with me Right Whitfield was literally Trying to go for a cheap kick Out of all the cheap kicks He got all day Right. He was literally leading sideways from the middle of the field across to someone, like, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then threw his hands up and cracked the shits at a teammate. that didn't want to chip at twenty meters in field. Right. They are turning on each other and they are so lost for an identity right now. Whitfield is literally beyond help. He's copped so much criticism that I'd actually like to keep him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you know that they actually did that though? Like I think I saw I remember when you do that. Five minutes earlier, they tried to do the exact same thing and there was two players just came and like sabotaged him right at the top of the 50-meter arc. And he's like, well, yeah, okay, well, that's of course it's going to happen. I finally get the ball and there's two guys are just come in and sandwich him. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. So for, for me, I was thinking, I was like, man, what a big dilemma. I've got four people with a round 12 bye. Who am I going to go? Oh, hang on, I've got Whitfield. He could just become someone else. So, um, look, it's one of those ones. For me, trade out, I think Whitfield... If you're with me and you've held this you long, mean, fucking trade the guy. Fuck every GWS player. And that's why I'm probably not going to get Tom Green because GWS suck the life out of everything that is fun.
3: Swizz. And you uh, mentioned Ridley. You mentioned Ridley. Ridley. Yes, please because go. Because the problem is it's him not taking the kickouts. So we were talking about that at the end of last year when Redmond and they sort of divide between um, the different players. Even Heppel had it's also, some. But also Hepp, Heppel and McGregor. And then McGrath, those guys are the ones that take the ball from the especially Heppel from the back pocket half back. Um, and then yeah, they've got other options out there. So they're not even Martin's come up the ground and been the link guy. Um so Ridley, apart from the intercept marking, has had to play more as a normal defensive player. And that he's um yeah, he's not there as the normal, okay, we we need Ridley to kick the ball out of the fence. Maybe they should go back to Ridley kicking the ball out of the fence because they might they look a lot better when he does
2: it.
0: Mhm. Yeah, so you're saying hold hold or get rid of because he's averaging nah. pretty poor. his role was done last year.
1: His <laughs> role was done last year if you still have Ridley, exactly. you need to get off him. So, okay. um uh, now uh, uh I suppose Raul guys, Raul's a big Ooh, one. Oh, yes, Matty So, Raul. I think I, look, I'm getting rid of Matty Rao. Um now the reason is is more break even. I actually think if you can hold him, hold him because I think there's another big score in there before the buyers. And that's going to restart his cash gen and and get him back up to potentially four fifty, maybe even five hundred k. But the way that he's being used is not good. Not good for supercoach scoring. He he should be. He's a rolled gold midfielder. He should be just literally let loose to do whatever the heel wants. Hunt the ball. Hunt the damn ball. Get those contested possessions that you are literally known for. That's, that's the entire reason why Matt
0: Rowell is Matt Rowell. Yeah, get the ball before they get the ball, not follow someone no, else and exactly watch them right. and watch them pick he's it up and then go, oh, I'll tackle you now.
1: Now, I'm not sure if it's because he potentially could be hiding an injury as well. So that could be a thing where he's now playing a more defensive role because he doesn't have the physical capabilities to go and do what he needs to do. He caught those two huge hits in what I think it was what, round three and round four. Um... Some big, big yeah. hits, and so but that potentially could be why he's actually gone back and regressed a little bit. Um, now that would just be time, but he's probably not injured enough like, to it's not like play.
3: They've changed their style the last two weeks, where they've gone: Raul, you're going to tackle, yeah. Tuuk, you're going to get the ball. Yeah, where Tuuk just normal, he like he tackles first, he's two gets yeah. the ball second. Yeah, and and it's amazing. It's like okay, Tuuk, you're going to be one way, and Raul, you're going to be one way, and together you're going to kind of make it. Two, two-way sort of thing, and it's just yeah. weird.
0: I think I think the adjustment will come, though, because it hasn't worked out oh, for now. it will at some point. I think it hasn't worked out for them. now. Here's the, the adjustment benefit. will come when Stuart G gets fired. No, fuck, <laughs> he, he ain't getting fired. Now, he, here's the thing. So, Brisbane, this will yeah. be a big game for them because it's a uh, big rivalry. So, I think all the players will lift, particularly in that midfield. So, I think the Suns midfield will lift. Collingwood have a pretty... I don't want to say weak, but inexperienced, like a newer developed midfield. Sydney have a young midfield, right? Fremantle have a young midfield. Dogs have a a great midfield. But then you've got Hawks North, Adelaide, Port, and then back to Collingwood. Now, North is round 12 just before their bye, right? So I'm kind of, if I can, now I'm not saying that I'm definitely holding Real. I'm saying that he has such a high ceiling that his break even doesn't bother me because I know... Round one only he,
1: 100, right?
0: Well, round one, he was best on ground. So he can perform and have a high ceiling, and I'd rather get these other players off my field if I can. I'm not as concerned because of his high ceiling, and all I need is for him to go one big game again, and all of a sudden, bang, he's made that money in interest. right? And again, Hawks, North, Adelaide over that buy period. I would love having Real in round 12 and round 14 versus North and Adelaide versus. I, I, look. I think if, if I can, if I, I think can.
1: there's definitely points to hold. I also concede that there's there's points to trade. So,
0: well, if you can get him to, if he's your only outlet to get to an Oliver, then you're kind of like, well, well fuck Oliver. Say for
1: me, for my team, right? I I, lo- I lost a hundred grand from you know going to a barbecue. So I need cash.
0: You and lost a hundred grand because you're a dickhead. Yes,
1: exactly right. So that's put me in a position where I need to go early on guys like this to be able to get some bank so that I can get some premium midfielders in my team. So guys that are dropping cash, like Track, Oliver, getting a, a guy like Parker, et cetera, like that's my next three weeks. The only way I can really do that is by downgrading someone like a Matthew Rowe, two or roses. There, there, there's, you know, 370K right there. Um, and it enables me to go up. Yeah, sorry? 270. 270. Yeah. <laughs> So um this this week with my trades I'm actually boosting to get Matt Raul out of my team so that I can next week grab um Oliver or you know, or Parker or one of those other guys and continue my up, upgrade path over the next 3 weeks so that I'm grabbing a new one every single week. You're going to need a little bit of bank to be able to do that. So that that's what I'm looking at this week. Now obviously I can wait, but I mean if he goes another 60 well, there's another 20K lost. You know, that's a, a, That could be the difference between getting an Oliver and not getting him. So I'm that's why I'm looking at getting rid of him from my <laughs> team, but I can understand why you would hold, and I'm actually recommending holding. Chris For is, most teams, I think that you should probably
0: hold. Chris is getting triggered by the year he didn't get Oliver and he went 200. Remember that, Chris? When's he playing Adelaide? When, when you were just short? When's Clayton Oliver playing Adelaide? When you were just short of getting um, Clary, and you said, is this, is this the week,
3: Swizz? Oh. When, what... If you had to make the decision between Horn Francis and Raoul, which way would you go? Horn Francis, get the fuck
0: out.
1: Don't have Horn Francis. So, um, yeah. yeah. If, if look, you
0: did, hypothetically,
3: if you People do, mate. This is
0: the this one. Yes. It's the a big one. Um, a look,
1: big one. I think Horn Francis has more money to make. I think that.
0: Yeah, yeah. but his break even's like 50 odd, so it can go either Man, way. I really made 100K out of Horn Francis, and he's a guy that could get to 400K. O- on field, though. Come on, Real at a shit week is like a yeah, 70. He gets a 70, and everyone's complaining, like, oh, Real got a 60 or a 70. Whereas if, like, Horn Francis goes 70, everyone's like, yeah, Horn Francis, 70. Like, it's it's a no brainer. Horn Francis, get the fuck out. I love you, but no. Well, again, if it's the difference that you
1: need that money, that's 90K. That's mm. a lot of money. Is it 90? It's 313 for. Um, yeah, it's. About yeah, it's that right, yeah. yeah. It's 90K, man. That's. <laughs> Again, difference between a, an Uber or a premium. You know what I mean? Like, Actually, look, 10, if you look at their stats
3: the last three weeks, Horn Francis' stats have been better than Raul's.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because he had that like 90-odd. Yeah. Raul had
3: 100 three weeks ago.
0: Oh, shut up, Swizz. <laughs> We're obviously I'm saying, saying
3: the stats. They're both I'm going kidding. the same. They both go at, like 18 touches and get like five, six tackles. So you could be right that there could be just something up with Raoul. Yeah, you might be and right.
1: I think he's injured, guys. I watched him play yeah. and he just he wasn't hunting the ball like he normally would. He was a step behind the play. He's lost his a little bit of his pace. Like he's usually pretty good on the spread. He's lost a lot of his pace. And I, I just think he's injured. I think that those two to knocks took a lot between more.
3: One of the two, I think you keep Horn Francis one more week because he's got a chance of actually going up in value and you could turn him into Oliver the week after. And Horn Francis so that, is. That, um, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at going Ralto Rosas this week and then putting that money onto Horn Francis next week to get what, Oliver.
1: What's Horn Francis' break even? It's not even that bad, is it? Because he, no, he's it still isn't. got that 94 It's, 50, in his it's cycle. 51. Yeah. It's so 51. You'd say he'd probably, in a yeah. normal week, he'd go over that.
0: If you could keep him for a week, then you would keep him. And if he. If he beats it, then it's like happy days. And if he doesn't, then you know it's
3: time to get yeah. rid of him. And um, had and four scores. And yeah. every second score he's had has been in a 90. So hopefully that trend continues and he gets another 90 this week. One thing I, don't I don't will think it's say is this. Geelong, but.
1: So you, I think you're both right. And just, but just have a think. Have a look at your team. So what happens next week? Who's going out next week? Who's going out the week after? And how much is that that person going to either gain or lose? So if, if if you're only going to hold Horn Francis for, to trade him next week anyway, well then maybe you trade him. Or well, if,
0: or that one might make more sense. But if you have to get rid of round next week to get an Oliver right. who you're set, but you've,
1: then you've lost thirty k or whatever. Yeah, who
0: you're dead set on getting, See then what I that's, mean? yeah, it
1: makes so, sense. So think yeah. about your team. If you've, so I've got dead. I've still got you know Josh Ward sitting there that is probably going to go next week. I have got Connor McDonald's. I've got some shitty rookies, right. So the, I've got guys that are probably going to go out of my team. I know that they're going to come out of my team. Whereas, you know, some other people don't have those guys and they've, they've you know, the next available guy to trade out is either a Rao or it's a Horn Francis. So if they're going to go in the next couple of weeks anyway,
0: then... Fuck it. And if they're not even on your field, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Take, so that, take a 20... Who cares if they're going to make 20 grand? You get more points on field if you're going for overall. That's where
1: trading Rao comes into it because if you're not keeping him until the buy, trade him now while he's at value. Because otherwise you lose yeah, yeah. you'll lose on this week and then you've got to wait another couple of weeks to make that well, money back.
0: Horn Francis down is like 170000 hundred and seventy thousand or hundred and eighty thousand and literally Rao up is basically you get a Petraca. That's literally the two for two. Yeah. You can go Petraca and Rosa or Roses, however you say it, sorry. Raoul and JHF and Raoul and Horn Francis. It's literally for me, I'm like, Cool, I'll take Petraka. Done.
3: That's the decision I've got to make because I can actually use a boost. And then just get track of this week if I really want the points on field. Yeah. The question is if I want to use that boost or not.
0: Right, I haven't used um, a boost but, uh, since I was a baby. <laughs> <That>
3: sounds <laughs> um, terrible. <laughs> oh, to, and to to add on to what you're just saying about Ward. Uh, because I think there's a few talking about, oh, do we move him and when do we move him and stuff. Did he have something like uh what do you have? 21 CBAs this week? I think he's the yeah. one that you could hold for two more weeks. And he's the one for either Hobbs or even the week after for Clark, um, because I think he's still got. If he if he's playing that much in the midfield, he's going to have that one good game. Like it's coming, yeah. And that, and he's still with his break evens really, because I've heard a few people talking about, oh, should I move Ward on now? His break even's still twenty six. Like he can pump out his sixty five for the next couple of weeks still and make another 20, 30 k.
0: Yep. And with Ward as well, especially with that low break-even, and Rao, um, I think even Bryce Mitchell was saying that even if he goes ninety the next sort of couple of weeks, he kind of restabilizes his price. Now I know it's hard to say because he's had a, a couple of shit scores, but he if he does break out like a hundred um, or like a, you know a, or two nineties in a row, pretty much he goes back to that four hundred k anyway. So it's not like he's a an expensive premium that he's just he's he's going to go too far past what you can get back. Um, uh, so, and because of his high ceiling, oh, what, if he's best on ground one week, he's going one fifty. Like it's just one of those but ones. But
3: that's what Chris, what Chris was saying is going, but then you are, if you're planning on keeping him to the bias, that's the move. If you're at the moment, like myself or Chris going, okay, we can upgrade this guy to get in tracker or Oliver, then move now. So you don't lose that cash because in next week he's gone for me anyway. Because I want Oliver in myself. And
1: even if, let's say he goes 120, he's only going to go up because of his break-even, he might go up 10K. Yeah, yeah. So but, but if not, he goes you're 120,
0: not... you're keeping him. So for me, I'm getting rid of Barry, and I like Barry. I'm getting rid of Barry before I get rid of Raul. I'm getting rid of Coolwell before I get rid of Raul.
3: See, I'd rather keep Barry this week because they are playing the Suns. I'm and trading them all. <laughs> the <field. laughs> Burn that fucking house down.
0: Me too, but I'd rather keep Raul at like an M8. <clears throat> and that's
3: yeah, but Barry, like I like those games. Barry still has coming into the bye where it's Adelaide Hawthorn. Uh, they got West Coast in there. I, um, I, so I'm I, off Barry.
1: He- I'll, I'll. Um, they're not using him like they did in the preseason. Um, and I'm not sure why. To be completely honest, I've watched uh, a lot of Brisbane this year and how they're using Barry compared to how they were in the preseason and how they talked him up in the in the preseason. Completely fucking different. They're cherry picking him. The berry has fallen. It's fucking terrible. It's a it's a super coach role that's not ideal, and that's why his scoring is poor. It's not because he's 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 having bad weeks or he's not using the ball well. The role that he has is not conducive for super coach scoring anymore. And so I yeah, I'm glad that I traded out of him. And he, I mean, he he'll have those weeks where he gets ninety. But he's not going to have those one twenty one forty weeks like like we hey, thought that he was he, going to have.
3: He could this
0: week. Um, I'm sorry, Chris. I yeah, don't. That's why
3: if I if I've got the choice this week, Barry's definitely staying for a this week over Raul for me, because yeah, low break even. Barry playing the Suns. I think he's still got the chance to go sort of 80-90. ninety. I'm really worried about Raul and he, and how yeah. he's playing at the moment. I've got no confidence in his body.
0: Yeah, that's fair, but I don't know. Maybe it's sentimental. Maybe I have a little bit of faith. Boys, you don't even give me any cherry picking or the berry has fallen fucking credos. Nothing. (laughs) I heard it. I'm just done with it. (laughs) It's been too long. It's because you don't have berry. That's why. You have no love. Berry Um, was gone ages ago. Berry is the... Berry fell far away from the tree. Berry is as good at first quarters as Hall is at staying on the puck. No, that's wrong. Hall's... Berry's really good at first halves. Berry is as good at second halves as Hall is at stake on the puck. There you go. Um, Berry is killing it first halves. He's sitting there like 40, 50, 60 points at time and then does nothing. Mm. Literally nothing. It's like the Zoolander of the that, guy that can't turn
3: left. And that's the thing, like I don't mind keeping him because it's not like he's going, okay, you got, he got his 30 in the first half, 30 in the second and he's just playing shit. He's le- legitimately getting 50, 60 and a half a footy. So there's going to be that one game where I'm thinking, well, he's going to put it all together and he's going to get his 120. That
0: makes sense. And, and it
3: should be this week against the Suns. Cause and I'd keep Barry over Whitfield
0: straight. at this point in time. So there you go. That's pretty much as enough evidence that you need, boys. Um, can we talk about trade-ins? Now, trading in, who's on your horizon outside of the people that we've spoken to already? Defence, midfield and forwards. Swizz, I'll get you five players that you're really looking at, okay, over the next... Four rounds. Who am I eyeing off with a passion?
3: Oh, I was just I was actually just having a look at who people are trading in this week because I was kind of fascinated by that. Just uh yeah, Rosa's Sinclair, everyone's fucking jumping on him now. Two point six percent are finally getting on the English train, Bailey Smith. But anyway, to answer your question, uh for me it's all midfielders because I don't really want um the only defender um is Jake Lloyd. Thank you. Only because I think he's he levels out for price. But I'm just sort of worried a little bit about the kind of the role compared to a couple of the other defenders, like I think Stuart Sicily, how well did he play last um on the weekend and even Witherden, I've kind of looked at and thought, well, maybe but he he didn't have McGovern there, so maybe I want a little bit more data on that. Um, but, yeah, Floyd in the in the defence. Um, there's literally nobody at the forwards, as we've talked about, outside of maybe Lupinski if I wanted to do that early and move him there and then rotate. But for me, it's all um, mid- midfielders. So it's do I jump on Tracker or Walsh this week or Brayshaw? Um, and then definitely Oliver next week. And if I do bank the cash, it will be both Oliver and Track. So you can have them one and two. Um, and then it's just, yeah, a question on, yeah, I don't have Jack Steele at the moment too. I kind of really waiting, hoping GWS tag this week because they oh. refused the tag last week against Melbourne for whatever stupid reason. I don't know, hell yeah. So I'm, um, yeah, so I'm probably in that basis where I'm trying to actually work out how I can have enough cash to even maybe not use the boost this week, use the boost next week and go bring in Steele, Oliver, or at the same time, or do I use it this week? and sort of have a look at track and his break even if I want to go down that way. Um, And as I said, I'm also looking at Brayshaw and Walsh. So this week, if I wanted to use a boost, it would be um, looking at Walsh, uh, debating Walsh, Brayshaw or track. And then next week, Oliver and then possibly steel.
0: And then Lloyd. Interesting. Yeah. I think um, Brayshaw, Walsh, Green, I think they're all kind of tying off around that sort of top 8 to 10 mark. Yeah, yeah? There's, like it,
1: it, there's a definite 6 to 7 guys that I think are clear.
0: And then it's a bit of a... Uh, Throw a
1: towel around the next 5 or 6. Yeah, I uh, think And right. Green's in that conversation at the moment, but we'll want to w- wait and see what Toby Green has to say about that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the same, and um, I don't think anything changed. Anything I'll add to that is Doherty, obviously, but you got Doherty last week, right, Swiss? So you don't need Dockers. And yes. me. So and me, I'm all of a sudden in the market for a defender, guys, because uh Luke Ryan at uh at uh, D four is not uh, not ideal. Oh,
0: where did he go this week? He did great no, at no, ah, half- dude, fifty five so, at
1: half time and ninety two at 4th full- I'm so sick of you, Luke Ryan. I tell you what, come on, man. Hey, Lucy's so, playing mate, for you. He to missed- be
3: fair, to be fair, that, that ball did not said. go down that back, that back line that whole <laughs> no. third quarter.
1: It's just frustrating, but um,
3: not yeah. his fault, man. He looked so good. I was on Luke White Ryan watch for you. Thanks, man. I was like, and I, I just love the guy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch him closely. He was everywhere, intercept marks, dominating in that back line. He was taking kickouts, doing everything you want. And yeah, that third quarter, yeah, can't go down. If it doesn't go down there, you can't touch the ball. A bit like Doherty had at one stage at uh, yeah third quarter. Uh, yeah, because the ball just doesn't doesn't go oh. near. You. So yeah, you can't help. Does it- it- um, uh, yeah, and look, that. there's
1: a few that I'm looking at. I can tell you right now that um, I I liked obviously Lloyd. Yeah, he actually came back a bit, but I mean, those soft tons they're saying to me, do not pick me. I'm yeah, they're, right
0: they're not strong tons. Hey, no, you look uh, like not mm-hmm. one. Stewart, on the other hand, you know, big a, tons when he, couple, goes, big, no, he no, goes. No, 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 a couple of low tons, but now you've seen the big score, and you're yeah. like, okay, like he he looks good. Whereas Lloyd. It's kind of like, okay, are they going, you know, Lizard? Are they going, Mc- uh, was it McInerney? McInerney? Yep. McInerney. Yeah, mm. so and are they using yep. other people? Is Campbell's Lloyd, still using it a lot down is there. Lloyd, there well. Yeah, exactly. Campbell, are they just going, is Lloyd now just too old where they have more distributors? So I know Ryan is a similar situation where you have, you've got... Um, young, Chapman. Yeah, Young Logue Chapman. Logue's still tearing it up. Log, if he's in the team, right? But it, it makes sense. But as in, I think for Ryan, I think he still has the high ceiling where it kind of buffers out a little bit. So from that 91 other week, it's a 130 if he carries on. Lloyd, if you're picking him at a lower price, it's a pick on faith. And that's literally... And history, right? And history. That's all you can judge on. It's like, hey, Lloyd's a low 500K. He's normally a good scorer. I'm going to pick him up and hope that he starts to tear shit up. And that is literally the only logic... And the only statistic you can base it on, and I'm looking there's at also, going that way.
1: There's also the fact if you look at the buy options too. So, I mean, his buy is quite favourable for defenders, whereas a lot of buy guys have yep. the early or the later buy.
0: Him and Stewart
1: are good. Yeah, so him and then you've got um, Jordan Dawson as well on that buy. Um, I don't mind Jordan Dawson. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a few there, but um, in midfield, so the ones I'm looking at, obviously just because of their price point right now is Track and Oliver. I think you can't go anywhere outside of those guys
0: for immediately. But you already went steel though, yes? I got steel yeah.
1: last week. Okay, yep. So that's helped me out. Um, the one that's really sort of very, there's just two very left field, not left field, they're not even that left field, two very good options that you could also weigh up there. Callum Mills is also one that's the same price, basically, as uh, Patracker based 575k. I think he's forced five seventy-four. Um in one percent of teams. So if you want to go that sort of left field option, Mills is the one there. The one that's more expensive that I love is also in one percent of teams, is Rory Laird. So this with Sloan out, looks like what season ending ACL is, that, is it? It is, he's gone. Yeah, he's done. Um so Keys now obviously you got Keyes, Crouch, and Laird. And Laird, he had that first week back had a 93 or whatever then he's got 140 120 honestly Laird could easily average 120 this year without blinking so uh, my, Laird- my
3: only issue with Laird is because he's that more expensive compared to a couple of the other boys yes. but yep. yeah at the same time does it really matter if he's going to score they don't really have the same sort of draw coming up um I think they've got like they've got the dogs, the giants, so it's always a chance to be tagged. The blues, lions, cats, um, even the saints at the moment. So how far away they, is that GWS that game? Soft, uh, two weeks. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it could be all right. God, you can oh. jump on track
1: and, Ol- and Oliver and wait for that tag and just hope that in week three he gets he gets a big
3: one and then you can focus on upgrading your next your others. That's where to me, even though they've got GWS in three weeks, Walsh has you know, after the Fremantle game, he has North Melbourne and Adelaide. Um, they've got the pies and the bombers in, in that. So would you would you prefer Lead or Walsh? That's an interesting
1: I I mean question. look, I just don't have enough data with, with Walsh in his role with all the guys there and Cripper. Right? So
0: It's tough though. That's a yeah, tough yeah, call. That's sentimental. Um the one thing I do with Adelaide as well. Adelaide have been winning games. I don't know if I trust mm. them to continue yep. their winning form. Now, we saw Sydney last year, right? Young team, impactful, doing their whole, basically, this is the structure we're going to run and we're going to run through this format. And they killed it to start the year. And all of a sudden, they started to lose games because, number one, they're young, they start to fatigue. Number two, teams actually understand what they're about and they're not good at adapting once other teams figure out what plane they're on. Now, I think Adelaide will be very similar not that they're underrated but i'm saying is in they they look dynamic they look to play their brand right but i think fatigue will kick in for young the young people right and their explosive try you know nature and i think that other teams will start to get a bit of an understanding on the way they like to play and try and jam them
1: i think you're right but i don't yeah. think winning has ever yeah. impacted Rory Ladd scoring no
0: no not lead, but i'm talking mm. in general so when you look at some of these other players like keys and and you know i think lead will still rack up the ball but outside of that, with any but of those Adelaide we, we players like Dawson, I'm talking Dawson pie, and a few others,
3: the, the pie yeah. and the whole scoring around that as well. Like you know, just look at Mills, like round one, tag GWS eighty four, the games that he's played that they've won, Geelong one forty seven, North one thirty, West Coast one seventeen, Bulldogs they lose. He scores seventy. So yeah, like I don't think lead is, is going to fluctuate as that badly but yeah winning always helps so you want that's why i'm sort of looking at those teams like melbourne um the dogs it's interesting the high two of the higher trading players this week especially the biggest one of those sort of premium type dudes is bailey smith um mm. because i guess a lot of people like his price and um the fact that he's racking up the ball at will and um, what are you, what are your thoughts on bailey smith boys
1: if he gets any type of forward role he's an absolute lock but i just can't i mean the problem – like hunters out I honestly think Smith is the one that gets the more wing time now. Uh, so he probably gets less forward time, more on the wing, but that's not good for Supercoach scoring because he needs more centre-bounce center, center bounce attendances to impact think, his scoring positively.
0: I think he's now first out. Now, um, aesthetically, I think people get sold on a dream. Now, aesthetically, Bailey mm-hmm. Smith looks fucking immaculate. I would go there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Look, is it like to, to, pick, to pick someone?
3: You would. Right.
0: Yeah, no, no, we get it. No, okay. no, no. no, 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 no Let's now, go. Oh, come on now, now, now. Hey, come on now. Come on now. I'm saying as in if you're trying to pick someone who is athletic, dynamic, runs all day, looks good while playing and is aesthetically appealing. And I say that as in he is probably the most Isaac, liked.
1: Isaac Heaney without the 122 average.
0: <laughs> Isaac Heaney without the injury issues. No, nah, but as in, you know. When you talk about he's liked, he's probably the most liked on f- social media out of any other player. He yeah, beat yeah. Dustin Martin, right? So you kind of look at that and go, okay, he's he's an icon of someone that hey, fuck yeah, he's killing it. So let's get on him. I like watching him play, and that's okay. But I, I do think that his role will become more outside onto that wing, and it be, does create an issue because it's like well, Libertore or Bonapelli are now going inside and
1: CBAs, he, and what's he's he going price outside. It's five twenty-two. So means five twenty-two.
3: It's it's a so, I mean, five, so right? or never. Yeah, it is. You get him. You get on him um, now,
1: and he goes. Is he M Like, so if you had a plan, if you had a plan that Rao was going to be your M eight, and that's been blown out of the water, then one hundred and twenty grand of Bailey Smith, you could do a lot worse. I'd
0: rather because go Green mate he's so, not terrible. There, there's green two. or bailey Smith well, Smith
3: well there's two green or bailey Smith well there's there's two well the reason i nearly lean to Bailey Smith on that because we don't know what happens when Toby Green comes back and I how can many tell you what happens going that Giants midfield no nah. because now Kelly and Toronto should be playing and Cogs should be playing more time in there nah. instead of rotating through that forward line
0: green but Bailey Smith shits on him,
3: oh mate, he looks good. green nah. looks fantastic, I'll tell you what Bailey Smith. You go. Now that mate, mate, I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, Bailey I'll tell Smith you has, why. <laughs> I am Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Smith's next few games are Adelaide, Essendon, Port, Collingwood, Gold Coast, and West Coast.
0: That's great for a winger.
3: Yep, mate, he's gonna fucking rack up 40 possessions every game.
0: Nah, not every game. Now he, he does okay. Now here's the issue that so Tom Green, right? 547k. So you bring stats in to help boost your arguments with. Um <laughs> right, He's he's already up 117,000 now he, it, So I know it's a lot and, and it's at that point where you're like Can we ignore him a lot uh, Like going forward Now he's in the mix for me With your Brayshaw's, With your Walshes, And those kind of other guys Because he Number one he's already shown He ha- has a high ceiling Right so he's already Got a good game If he kicks He hit three behinds this game If he kicked any of those All of a sudden he's way better Than like a 115 Or whatever he got Okay, so he got a 115 this week. Now, here's the thing. Toby Green, I think, is very important for this side. I already saw Taranto getting some CBAs. Kelly is definitely not that pit bull that is in GWS, right? When you look at Leon Cameron, he needs a pit bull. He needs hope. He needs something to keep his job. And he's, an, I think, realistically, an optimist at heart because he knows he needs wins, all right now, Tom Green is their best inside midfielder. And I mean inside midfielder because, number one, he's tall, he's big, and he's heavy. And he can win that contested fucking ball. Now, Jelly, Josh Kelly, nice. He's meant to be clean, uh, good disposal. He can win it inside, outside. He's not a pit bull. He's not big enough. He's not tall enough compared to Green. Taranto, the same. Literally, Green compared to Taranto, to, compared to Kelly, to, compared to Cornelio, He's fucking twice their size. He's a fucking pitbull. He's tall, he's strong, and he's a great contested beast. And he's probably the only one that looks like it.
3: That round four, uh, he only had 14 CBAs and he scored 92 against Freo. So, yeah, he can score. but that's the Leon Cameron factor no, right they there need, like they need he didn't him. play he did not play him as much in the midfield that day because they needed him forward less. now there's no guarantees
0: but because they needed him forward because he was hitting the scoreboard and because he had forward impact again we're talking about someone who was tall and could take a mark and could kick now toby green fuck toronto Toby Green coming back in <laughs> frees up Green more than it frees up Taranto. Oh,
1: have we – okay, can I just – I've got to stop. I've got to stop you both. Because right, there's no way we're bringing in a GWS midfielder again.
2: <laughs> let's just put it <laughs> out there. No, why, do it why do it to ourselves?
1: Why do it? We've got another fucking GWS midfielder that's going to put more question marks than and headaches in your team than worth it. Just don't do it. You've already done it, haven't you?
0: <laughs> no, no 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 I I have been he's one person that I do like to watch and I have considered because the breakout is real. We already
1: got we've already got our quota of GWS uh, midfielders in Canelia. Chris
0: if you follow if you follow my Twitter if you follow our Twitter, should I say, because I run the official. Um uh, basically it was two things holding me back. Number one is I have the first buy. Now, I don't want to be bringing in people with the first buy. Now, if you are playing the second th-
1: is someone bigger actually physically holding you back. it's the coach
0: right the second one's the coach but if you are playing for a league and you're trying to stack the first buy or the second buy or the third buy or whatever you're doing fuck yeah go nuts if you're stacking first buy round players green has a ceiling enough to do well and as far as a price point he's still very achievable now would i prefer petrarca for an extra 30k yes i would right but i think the of course the the hype I think is at this point is real. His role he is doing that well that they can't take it from him, and I think Toby coming in actually kind of frees him up because he was kicking so many goals that he can now play more CBAs. Sorry, boys, yeah, that's that's my green scenario.
1: Just not worth it for me. He's just in a he's, he's just in a splattering of eight other midfielders around the same price that I could just
0: easily grab to as well. In the first buy, buy-in, yeah. the uh, Cameron factor is real. There's yes, just, there's just the, too many questions. The, the
3: one that I know Chris doesn't like. Who's not far above Smith and um, and Green? And I got asked about this: is Tommy Mitchell, who just oh, nah, not put at. out a nice one forty two against the Cats? Yeah, that no, was. I know the, what you think, Chris. All
0: in the second half, though.
3: I got to uh, yeah. I know. His second hey. half was massive.
0: <laughs> yeah, second half was massive. That's great. Break even of sixty seven. He's five hundred sixty seven thousand. Hit some targets in the second half, <sighs> so all of a sudden people. But are his. But his first half was so shit that literally I'm thinking about keeping I'm keeping thinking about keeping Whitfield. His first half was that shit. I am like it's one of those things. I'm like, okay. Tom Tom <laughs> It's one of those things, buddy.
1: Uh, it is one of those things. Fuck you. Oi Oi Swiss, did you hear that how many times he says it's one of those things when there's actually about seventy yep. things on a podcast?
3: It's probably about seventy <laughs> things. Um you know, okay. do you know Josh Kelly's the same price as Green and um, Bailey Smith?
0: Yeah, but Josh Kelly is a shadow of his former self. Again, GWS. It it, only
3: because Buddy Cameron played him full forward when they needed to win the game against us.
0: Him and Whitfield have been disgraceful. Literally, they have been so bad as far as their points per minute and their price point as much as they're getting paid that even Grundy's gone, wonderful. I'm glad people are taking the heat from me. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Literally, seven-year pay did deal you, of you- providing nothing.
3: Did you say the Giants got the first buy? They do. Oh, yeah. How cheap can Josh Kelly get? So after that first buy,
0: oh, cheap enough to maybe pick. They play
3: North know. Melbourne the week the week after.
0: Oh, yep. I, I still don't mind Green. I I would love the extra bit of data. I think he's. Due for a, a bit of a not a Stewie due, but a, just a generally due uh, for a lower score. And if he is still doing well by that buy point, I would happily pick him up oh, after look, that. Yeah, after the, buy, the first doesn't buy. matter, like whatever. After the first buy, but uh, before that point, first buy, don't pick any more players in that buy unless you have a. we well, gone for um, what was it a league win? Um, yeah.
1: Here's why I don't like Tom Mitchell, though. Just to to make a point there. Oh, <laughs> here we go. In that last quarter. But what what did they what did the Hawks do to make them win the game? Nothing. The Hawks did nothing. No, they no, they rotated through the young midfield core. <sighs> that was mm. shit. That's what they yeah. did. They put exactly. Josh Ward in the center clearances for every yeah. sing, for every single CBA and they won with them. They yeah. literally ran their the July the, the I, I midfield out with. I had uh, as I said to you guys, just dra-
3: had a nice I had a nice little win in draft stars and I had uh both Newcomb and uh who was their other little midfielder in there? Um, uh, Conor McDonald
1: played in there, uh, and also uh, yeah, Josh Ward also played in the CBAs. Both both of them had CBAs in the last quarter. A yeah. lot of CBAs. So in
3: naturally, you will stick around with those guys. It was just something had been asked. So, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I prefer the big, the the big dogs, which is McRae, Neil, Tuke Steele, Track, Oliver, Brayshaw, and then pick your last one: Cripps or Walsh or Green or. Yeah, I think
0: Brayshaw's yeah, still in that, in that in, yeah. that, in that. If he mixed, I think
3: Brayshaw's, I think Brayshaw's the clear seventh.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just with is the five. Is it's by, the five is factor. He's there by himself it's on his own five. tier. It's the five factor. five comes back pure That's midfield, problem, then, and then remember, then Freo's
1: good draw at the start of the season, right? Hey, hey, you How laugh that at that? Out They're out four here, from five.
0: <laughs> you fucking dickhead. You know, four just from wait till they
1: pay the pies in that last round, all right? And then we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, and then they'll be going for seven out of ten. They're two wins away, Chris. They need two from five for you to pay up, my man. All right. And that's a pay up early. I think, um,
1: um, I think that pretty much rounds us hey out. Um, is there anything else that we're going through? Trade-ins. That is. We just went through all the trade-ins.
0: No, we did We covered yeah, we on did. a few midfielders. That was about it. Oh, there's no um, for,
3: Jack Steele. Um, Jack Steele. Um, oh, yeah. Sinclair. Oh, fuck Everyone's Sinclair. Jumped, still nah. No. Jumping. I don't like it. Let's your
0: go forwards. defense. Defense oh, is the main I'm one. Fords, fuck forwards. Forwards are shit. We
1: yeah. should mention why we don't like him, but it's it's obviously what's coming back. We just want more data, right? So we've, we know that um, Zach Jones is back this week. We also know that um, uh, Hunter Clark, Clark is, is only soon. a couple of weeks
0: away. Um, that impacts that midfield rotation. Absolutely.
1: And, you know, Jack Sinclair drops behind the ball a lot. He plays as that midfielder that comes behind the ball, whether it's um, to take an intercept possession, he drops back into defence, or to rotate behind the ball if he's a, if he's playing on the wing and is that defensive midfielder in rotation. So he does get quite a few points behind the ball, even though he's obviously playing a lot more in midfield. So all of that is going to be taken away in the next couple of weeks, in my opinion. So he's also been in his history of scoring. He's never been able to hold consistently this level of scoring. He's shown it in the past where he has purple patches and then it drops away. Now, that could be role dependent or that just could be Jack Sinclair. Right now, it looks like a bit of both. He's having a purple patch and he's got the role... Do I think that holds for the season? Absolutely not. And so if you're jumping on at 550K, that is a lot of money now. Now, I can understand if you dropped in, jumped in when he was in the 400s and you're now riding that wave and, you know, worst case scenario, his role trains. when someone comes back, you can sideways him out like you've got options. But now jumping in at 550K, you're paying premium price and expecting a premium, premium return. I'm not exactly sure that's going to happen. So for me, it's a no go zone.
0: No, I agree. Um, I'm actually. If you don't have short, you could definitely wait after his real shit round there, Swizz. I'm I'm keen to hear input on that quickly. Um. Also, as well, the reason why we're touching on midfielders so much is that number one, you've got Dacos and you've got um, a Driscoll, right? Two players that you could easily have on field in your defensive line. Now, most people started with maybe four sort of defenders anyway, plus some other rookies. Realistically speaking. People went light in the midfield. They went three premium mids with a Raoul, maybe a Berry and a Caldwell and other rookies, right? So now, Dacos is now a defender. We've got some other forwards, you know, like a Martin that can now go into that midfield. So realistically, midfield is where it's at. Midfield is where we started light. Midfield is where we need the bulk points. And there's no point in having a fifth or a sixth defender right now and going and trying, to like, hey, like, oh, Stewart's pretty good. It's like, well, hey, for Stewart, you can literally go and get um, Petraka within a few thousand. It's midfield is now. That is literally probably the only scenario. Forwards, you've got Duncan. Sure, Duncan's really low. You've got um, Parker, who's probably on the horizon. You've got Lipinski, who's really cheap. But again, forwards are doing generally pretty well. The rookies are doing well, the mid prices are doing well. It's a midfield time. And basically you're looking for guys that are top eight to ten and buying. So as far as people to trade yeah, well, in, it's you, literally you midfield, midfield, midfield.
3: is You need the top six, mate. McRae, Neil Took, who's gonna to get cheap for those who didn't start him. And steel, find steal, a way. Steel find a way. Yeah, Oliver and Track. Yep. So for That's me... That's going to be your six. Your boys... Mm-hmm.
0: In, I, I think I didn't really have my say, but for me, Petrarca, Clayton Oliver, Steele are my main three mids. Gorn, I don't have in yet, but I do want in. Right. I'm hoping he gets eh, cheap. I can wait. I can wait, but I'm hoping he can get cheap. As soon as he gets cheap, though, the second Gorn's He'll cheap, I'm, ke- I'm keen to jump on, right? Because I still think
3: he's top two. 130 this week, boys.
0: Yeah, unlucky. <laughs> okay. Um and Lloyd is my fifth only because of faith. Not that I there's any English still that scores him. I don't care. If English against me. <laughs> but English is forward. Um, not in my team, anyway. So that's why when we talk about trade ins, <laughs> that's why it's midfield centric. It's not because we just like the midfield. It's literally where a the big points are made. It's where the big boys come and play. And when you look well, at three people yeah. with a good trade, like with a good ranking, and we'll include you in the Swiss. Um, yeah, midfield. Where is that? <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, it, it is, because especially, you know, you might uh, get to the buy period and still need a defender. It could be a case for, say, a Witherden, for example. Somebody like that could be 500k. And West Coast, say, Hearn went down and McGovern went down. Or there could be cheaper options. You can always pick up a defender or a forward for 450 to 500. But the premium midfielders, it's 550, and that's as cheap as they get. Yeah, and
1: the other thing to say as well, um, looking at ruck options, guys, just take a little bit of a squeeze at uh, who Darcy faces before the buy and after. Now, unfortunately, he does have the last buy, but he is dead set on my radar as my last upgrade target because he's just going to actually, if he's healthy, fit and healthy, Darcy is going to have the biggest second half of the season, in my opinion. It's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah. Uh, if you're looking for a ruck target and you, you, don't, you don't have one right now, but you've got Bruce and you've got Hayes and you've got someone you can field until the buys, look at Darcy after that. It's going to be amazing.
0: So you're thinking what? Yeah. Gorn I'm, and Darcy? I was going to mention that too. Yeah. So, Gorn and Darcy. So Grundy's dead in the water. Grundy's done for me. I don't think he's going to be top Dead two. done, mate. Yeah, well, I'm fucked. Then, that a,
1: well, that's one, <laughs>
3: well a, that's one of the trade-out things that we didn't discuss because a lot of people were talking about what they do with Grundy right now.
1: Well, I mean, as a, I th- we I discussed it. We discussed it a little bit earlier, didn't we, when we were talking about, um, uh, yeah, what do you do with Proust coming in, right? Or is he on your field, yeah. etc.? But man, I Wits, mean, I I made the trade.
0: Wits is averaging like eight points better. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: man, mm-hmm. that's disappointing.
1: Yeah, I mean, Grundy right now, obviously, averaging ninety eight point four. He has a he got a fifty three, which means he's dropped fifty. uh sorry, thirty two k. Oh. I think his break even's exactly one fifty, uh, from memory. So the likelihood is now. I, so, I it's actually, a chi- so it's So Someone a challenged me on this. Someone, <laughs> someone actually challenged me on this. Um, last week when I, I I put it on Twitter before every before I made the trade, I put it on Twitter that I was going to do it right. And they're like, "Oh, Grundy's going one forty this week." I'm like, "Well, as a matter of fact, mate, <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember his name, but I would add him right now if I could." So as a matter of fact, buddy. Grundy hasn't gone 140 plus. He's gone one, once in 17 games. Now it's 18 games. Once in 18 games. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that math tells me that I'm going to uh, more likely than not. He's not going 140. Um, That's it. just clear. And
3: that, oh, mate, I was the same. I got called out because somebody said, no, his last game against Brisbane was 160. I was like, that was against Fullerton. And to credit, they actually came back to me and said, actually, you're correct. I'm like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck you guys that don't own Grundy. (laughs) It's
1: just it it was it it was like it was you know calculated play. But that's just to say that when was the last time that you saw Brody Grundy in actual form? Because we were so used to Brody Grundy banging out yeah one thirty after one thirty after one fifty after one fifty like it was very very commonplace. The last time he did that was the start of last year.
0: I think it's he been does been a long time. I think he does it this week. I think he does it this week. Without this double beat
1: to step, two, step oh, two Yeah, he'll I think do he it this week. Draper's, yeah,
0: Draper's I think he terrible it. mate. I think he does it this week. And mainly because number one, Essendon suck. And if he doesn't, what happens? No, no, but and it's Anzac Day. So I think uh, a big occasion on a big day against who who's Essendon Rock again?
3: It's um well that'll
1: Draper, also depend mate. on what McRae does with the Rucks. Phillips is out.
3: Phillips will be out.
0: Yeah, Phillips is gone.
3: Yeah. So it'll be Draper, so yeah. Rock, So Grundy against Draper. Mate. Yeah, no,
0: exactly. Yeah. So I yeah, think but, Grundy goes on. And,
3: and I hope he does because everyone will be who has him will keep stay him on him. On yeah. Because <laughs> they'll be like, oh, yeah, but he scored that 140 yeah. on Enzo. It'll day. be a false dawn. And then I'm like, good. Yeah. You, you, you've been living with that for the last six weeks. So that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to go 140 this week and we'll get to the buy times and people will be like, oh, Grundy only averaged 90 for the last six weeks. And it's like, yeah, because things we were saying six weeks ago.
0: That'll be me boys, I'll be hiding Grundy. <laughs> That'll be you mate. A- and I'll be getting in Lloyd for sentimental reasons and wondering why I finished 5000th. Did you, know. you guys see the CBAs
1: for the Pies game last week? Did you yeah. know Grundy wasn't leading the CBAs? So Yeah, I know. The, yeah. I think it was Adams that had the most CBAs and, and Grundy was third. That's fucked up. Because they played the 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 three the, the extra tall and they had the Mason Cox, they had Kruger and they had
0: Cameron. And Grundy spent half of the first quarter yeah, off, I think. the goalie and Pendlebury. Minutes.
3: So, Lockie Neal had 29. And, and then you had Grundy at 25 and Big O at 23. But because, yeah. But we said that earlier in the day. Like, yeah. they had four. Well, you're tickling. Roughhead used to be a Ruckman.
1: Yeah. So technically, they had five Ruckman. Well, Roughhead's injured. He's out for four weeks, I think. Um, he's, that's, he's that's rough. Just, he's got his, uh, he's uh, having surgery <laughs> on a finger that he injured, obviously. Um, but Darcy Cameron, who was subbed out at three-quarter time, is healthy. And so he could potentially That's play. weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Really weird. Yeah, yeah. really weird that they wanted extra run yeah. on the ball. Yeah. Um <laughs> and and so but I mean they went in too tall. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's not even weird at all. We we were saying it all day. So Darcy Cameron missed how, the last quarter and yet the they still they he was still not leading the CBAs at full time. So I mean, look, we've given you all the information, you make your own decision, but um if, we, if I'm playing for points I'm trading Grundy.
0: Even now, even after he lost thirty,
1: I think you've got to hold him
3: this week. He's going to destroy Draper. Yeah, but uh,
1: why? I mean, if if he's your only avenue, well, it depends. If
3: you're going Bruce, if you if you if you don't have Bruce, yeah, who are GWS playing? Do it. it, GWS playing ain't killed on the Friday night.
1: Marshall, so it's Marshall and Hayes, and you're saying hold Grundy. What
3: do you mean? No, if you no, if you fuck you boys. Well, and your if options. you're going to go Grundy to Proust, but no, I'm thinking if you could bring Proust in as your R three and hold Grundy for one more week. Yeah, I mean that's and then true. Flick I mean in at the least you're going to get
1: the cash gen. You just don't get the Proust on score. Proust on yeah, score. you just
3: don't get the Proust score.
1: Unless you've got an option, yeah, and you don't, you didn't start gone, and you've got um, Grundy yeah. English, for example, where you could flick him yeah. around. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's an option. I mean, if he drops cash, he's probably not going to drop much, but he's not going 150, guys. I'm just going to put it out there. If if Grundy goes well, he gets one hundred and twenty-five.
3: Not going to lie, boys. Yeah, it's probably more realistic than that. But this
0: conversation you know, has gone for about anyway an hour longer than I has. thought. I'm a little bit shit
2: faced. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
0: I'm suffering from what I call probably long COVID. And I am struggling more now than I was earlier. I was
1: on. trying to wrap this up about 45 minutes ago, but you guys you kept going on and on and on You probably should
0: have. Yeah, now, I'm not right. sure if it's because I had people, glandular fever or whether I'm just actually experiencing long COVID, but I'm probably finding it harder to get through the day than I was with COVID. Um, maybe it's because I sat around and did nothing while I had COVID. I don't know. But literally, I'm now. The scotch I thought would wake me up and it has, but now I'm kind of a bit. <laughs> Bit fucking scattered. It's all good, bro. It's all good. Well,
1: I suppose that is where we should end it. Really, I say trade. Yeah, you guys yeah. say hold, and we're good.
0: Uh,
3: no, look, I, I yeah. would say hold for one week if if you can bring Bruce's R three. Mm-hmm. I think he this is Grundy's week to at least score well.
0: I think he will probably but, score well this week. I think you're right there. Yeah, uh, and then because you hear happy it, everybody because, will come out
3: and yeah. say, "Oh, I told you not to trade Grundy." Absolutely, that'll happen, and be like, and then three weeks later, those people will never hear from again.
0: That's also true. And you boys were literally kissed on the dick when you made this decision last week. And I was like, "Hey, wonderful! You two boys had the balls." That and was I was done by
3: knowledge, mate. I yeah.
0: didn't have the balls. No, but it was tough I, again, analysis. Call me <laughs> Nick Wright
1: because
3: yes. that's how
0: much I went into the stats. Wow, <laughs> uh, but again, when we spoke about it, it made sense. But obviously, it, you know when when you look at the data, sometimes. Things change and you need to actually have the um, you know standard deviation or the variance to actually change and shift your position. You need to shift your strategy, right? Because when we look at one preseason game, everyone's like, Oh, I'm set this way or this is what it actually what my structure should look like. And you boys looked at that and going, Well, fuck, this is completely different to what we set up for and I'm gonna change. And a lot of people kind of hold on to that dear life and don't want to change it all. So I do kudos to you boys there. Um I'm looking at it going, well, I kind of feel better with my side with one at least premium in the ruck line and English forward, <laughs> the number one ruck is in my forward line. Um Yeah, yeah,
3: it's you an should. interesting
0: one. Go on. Oh. Yeah, go on. I'd love to go Whitfield out to a premium tracker and go Grundy out to um, Gaunt, that would be lovely. But then I've got the same amount of premiums and I've lost 250,000. So, yeah.
1: It is what it is. No,
0: all good. Uh, all what, good. What's my boys. thing?
1: Um, I don't even know. It's just one of those
0: things. Just one of those things, boys. There you go. All right. Um, that's it from us. Catch you later. Two yeah. hours on the nose. And definitely it is two hours on the nose, boys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming along.
1: And we'll catch
3: you Thanks next one. time. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, no boys. And um, as we wrap up, I'll just say, well done to all those people who've been reaching out, asking us questions, stuff like that. Keep hitting us up on Twitter. It's uh, it's fantastic. So, no, we love all your support and keep do, keep going well out there in the Supercoach community.
0: Swizz, fuck you. Don't be a people pleaser. Hitting up the people,
3: oh, the people. <laughs> if they're still no. with us after two hours, we need we need to shout out the people.
0: Hey, if if anyone's out there after two hours, send us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and just comment pineapple. What? (laughs) This guy needs to get off the (laughs) fucking. Just send us a picture.
1: Send us your best picture of a pineapple. Drunk face of of Ben today. Shut up. No,
3: no, 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 we want the best picture. Your best. Your funniest pineapple picture. They
0: can't send a picture on YouTube right now. Just write pineapple and we will know you are the tits. (laughs) We will know that you are an avid listener and we will give you respect. And if you pop up on our socials again, we will actually make time for you. Because you know why? We know you give a fuck. And that's why. So comment pineapple. As obscure as it is, pineapple. As obscure as it is, we will know.
1: I got a feeling that this is Ben's safe word. (laughs)
0: No, no, no. <laughs> safe, safe. My safe word is no anal, because <laughs> that's where I go. Uh, is that type? Is it? Oh, no anal. Oh, sorry. Okay, code word. Um, oh well. Wow. Pineapple. Two hours and you've made it. All right. Respect. And that's it from us. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next Bye. time. <laughs> Bye. Anal.
3: Pineapple. Pineapple. <laughs> Yeah.